0: I know stuff. I just don't know that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know a lot of stuff. I know, but like, I know some stuff. like,
1: three plus two and stuff. Like, I know stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know some things. So, anyway. I'll let you know if I don't know it.
1: <clears throat> You've spent six days covering four days' worth of ground, being pulled by Jebediah's spectral beasts in order to conserve your very depleted funds of Wingle digits as you venture northward towards the holdings of Clan Lupus, the royal clan of Udrill. After the traumatic event that was your recent fight with Makar, Owlin's childhood friend turned horrifying enemy, mostly you've each kept to your own thoughts. The inside of the cypher truck began as a mostly barren steel wall with cushioned benches that are kind of attached to it and a rectangular table of steel at the center with some thin wood patterns inlaid into the top of it, and the top of that table can lift off, revealing the smuggler's hatch at the bottom of the cart. The small room is lit by a glowing orange crystal in the ceiling, and it has thin rectangular windows near the roof that can be opened for ventilation. However, over the past year, each of you has added at least something decorative to make it feel a little bit more homey. Fox, what decoration have you added to the inside of the cipher truck?
3: Um, I think I would have added a couple of nice little like decorations that are festive, right? Like some spiderweb, like fake spiderweb stuff and otherwise just little trinkets. Like I like I like clutter. So is so Fox like a like,
1: Halloween all year kind of guy? Is that what you're telling yes. me?
3: Yeah. <laughs> he's he's doing it subtly. He's been adding one of these one at a time like every week waiting until somebody says something.
1: Okay. All right. I respect it. And sitting across from Fox, there's Alan also kind of keeping to his own thoughts. Alan, what have you added to the cypher truck as far as decor goes?
0: Alan has actually placed or laid across the table his old torn military banner from his time in the army. He had kept it in his pack for a long time as kind of a memory of the past and yeah, he's laid it out on the table, one of those things where he's okay if it gets dirty, it could be washed or whatever, but it's just like a practical use for this thing that has some memories, but it isn't like hung up like a decoration, it's kind of being used practically in this sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then sitting uh, between, you know, the two of them, you know, along the, the rear entryway of the cart is Zothkug, and in your hands you, of course, hold the onyx piece of the Rod of Seven parts, though you've not attuned to it yet. Uh, Zoth, what decoration have you added to the cart?
2: Could I have added plants? Yeah. I will add some small Pot like plants and potters and like whatnot. Like succulents
1: or like vines that are kind of creeping across. Like you know, paint the paint the picture for us.
2: So on the exterior, we got some some vines hanging down from some planter boxes, and then on the interior, we have like a small shelf with some succulents that are like nice and snug. Like there's a railing going around keeping them in place.
1: I love that. I totally respect that you added planters to the outside of the truck as well. That's a very <laughs> Zofkug. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I can strap this pot to my back. Why can't we put planters on our truck? <laughs> (laughs)
2: Exactly That's awesome It acts as cover for the windows you know So like natural shades Yeah I love (laughs) that I I will say Mia's Matt
3: would really love that I'm just saying I'm but, excited but about Fox the plants
4: over the windows because we don't have the windows in the cypher truck right now. We that's don't? That's true. They all got shattered out by that underwear.
2: Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they all
1: got blown out.
2: Well, luckily we have plants now. <laughs> <laughs> water weaves
1: them into like little sort of half water shields. And okay. Jebediah, though you're currently sitting outside the cart, obviously you're in the more traditional pilot seat, kind of managing your spectral beasts who are pulling the cart. Jeb's, you know, his eyes are kind of wandering. He's watching a little red finch keep keeping pace with the cart as you're riding along through the hills of Udril, but you still did add something to the decor inside the cart. What has Jeb done to, you know, touch it up in there?
4: Uh, I think he would have taken that little piece of the mirror that's like glowing gold, like, uh, glowing in golden now. Like, I imagine the, the front seat has, like, a, just, like, a little bit of overhang on the front, and, uh, and he's got it, he's got that little piece of mirror positioned on a, a little piece of, like, a, a little metal bar so it hangs down just enough so that it acts like a rear-view mirror. Mm. So he can, like, see behind the cart from it, and he, every once in a while he'll touch it and, like, just kind of, like, adjust it, kind of getting used to it. It's, like, a new thing. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, I'm a little shorter than normal adjusted up a
3: little
1: bit yeah and every time alan gets in the driver's seat of course alan cranks it way up <laughs> so then yeah, jeb is staring up. at the ceiling <laughs> yeah classic yeah,
3: like,
1: yep that's that's pretty much the cypher, way it goes remember settings. but it is a nice thing to have that's a cool addition ah yes the beauty of a home away from home now it's a bit cramped for sleeping in the back of the cypher truck which is why this evening like most evenings you've chosen to camp outside The moonlight shining off of your cypher truck dimly illuminates the small cave that you've chosen for this evening's campsite. It's a simple one-room affair, more of a dent in the hillside than a real cave. And as it's Owlin's turn to get the fire going, the rest of you busy yourselves setting up your sleeping arrangements. Now, Fox, as you smooth out your blankets and arrange your pillow just so, and maybe put some of that clutter you love so much around just to make it feel a little bit more comfortable, Your keen ears detect footsteps from just beyond the cave mouth. A single creature is approaching and it's trying to be
3: stealthy. All right, I'm gonna look around and knock on the ground three times. This is our confirmed uh, way of me notifying everybody that something is amiss.
4: Off. Yeah, man. Fox is doing that normal knock on the door thing hmm. that he said is like something's happening, but it's just like hmm. the normal amount of time that you knock on the door. Okay. We should probably check on him and see what's going on. Can
2: I like peek between the vines as sneakily as possible?
1: You're outside of the cipher truck. Oh. So you're in the little cave basically preparing where you'll sleep. Got it. Your like little sleeping area. I'm going to try and peek around. Sure. Uh, roll a stealth check with disadvantage because you're still like in a cave yeah. with a fire going that Owlin's just lit. So
0: of course,
3: why do I bother notifying
0: people? <laughs> <laughs> while this is happening, Owlin has like con- is kind of pretending to continue mm. like working on the fire while he's like drawn his scimitar like at his side. Like he's trying to do it as smoothly as possible. Like I gotcha. All right, I'm getting ready for something, but I know that I'm not the one to try to check out. What this is.
2: <laughs> First roll was a 17. Second roll is. Ooh, another 17.
1: Dang! Zothkug, the stealthy orc. Let's go! Uh, Alright, <laughs> so Zothkug, you find a way where you are sort of nestled into one of the shadows cast by the flickering fire and you kind of edge your way towards the mouth of the cave until you can peek around the corner. So Fox is on the corner closest to the creature where he can't see around, but he's ready to attack if someone rushes in. And then cugs opposite him, looking around the corner. Zoth, you see a single orc. The orc is about three feet taller than you. He has sage green skin and brown eyes, and he's wearing a full-body leather trench coat. Does he look familiar? He does not look familiar. He is doing almost exactly what Fox is doing, where he's like leaning against the wall, but he doesn't have a weapon drawn or anything. He's just trying to... Lift Listen around the side to see if he can, like, learn anything about what's happening inside. And because he has turned his head to get his ear close to the cave, that's why he hasn't seen you. So he's like leaning in to listen. Zoff,
2: being being the character he is, is just gonna step out and be like, "Hail and well met, fellow orc." Oh, oh.
5: Didn't see you there, sir. Uh, uh, Hello. Uh, Begging begging your pardon. Begging your pardon. I
1: didn't mean to uh, intrude, but I've a message for the proprietors of one Four Guys Adventures and Vibes, and I I saw the logo on your transportation here. Uh, Be you them.
3: Uh, Yeah. I'm going to step out in front in between (laughs) Zoth and him and be like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, Jeeves. Uh yes, I didn't even see you there either.
1: Uh well, hello. And he like kind of fluffs his trench coat to give himself a moment to like compose himself, pull himself
3: together. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure I've startled your attempt to what I could only presume is for some odd reason sneak up on us to deliver this <laughs> Well, my, my information is of a sensitive nature,
1: and I was hoping to determine who was in the cave before I delivered it. <clears throat> let, me, let me back up. Let me try again. Can we, can we start over? Is that okay? Can we start over? Hi, I'm Zothka. Okay, <laughs> you walk
3: back. No, 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 no. no. We got to start over. You walk back about 10 feet that way, and then announce yourself, and then we'll, we'll go ahead and greet each other. Jeb knocks three times on the wall. <laughs> very good very good and he takes he takes like three
1: big steps back towards you know like towards the emptiness outside the cave he goes <clears throat> um hello is is there anyone in this cave yes uh, uh,
3: yes uh Zoth why don't you go uh meet this this rude <laughs> but now polite friend of ours uh all right man and then Zoth
2: will step forward and approach the man hello I am a uh, zothkog one of the four guys
1: ventures and vibes Ah, owners uh well met zothkug it is an honor to meet you in person and he holds out a a (laughs) big burly orcish hand for a handshake uh my my name is amber crombie and this the red finch that jeb was watching as you rode before (laughs) lands on his shoulder this is my finch (laughs) 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 tied around the tied around the finch's left leg is a small fabric strap with a rusting buckle on it and the buckle bears the logo of Four Guys Ventures and Vibes, the standard, you know, you have that strap with the buckle that all your yeah. employees have. Um, I was I was sent to do some scouting and <clears throat> general, general reconnaissance of the holdings of Clan Lupus, and I'm now ready to report. Uh, along with my information, which I shall share presently, I've also brought a hand-drawn map of the holdings in this scroll case. I'll hand this to you for now, sir. And he hands Zothkug a plain leather scroll case. Do you want some tea? I love tea. That would be wonderful. Thank you very much. How about
2: you, you come back into the cave with us? We just
0: got the fire going. Hey, Alan, mm. did you get the fire started yet? Well met. Mm. Alan uh, has, like, sheathed his sword finally, and he's just like, mm-hmm. uh, yes, I. Ha- the fire is started, uh, as is fairly plain by the fact that there is flame and it is lighting up the cave. <laughs> And Alan (laughs) steps back. Could you get a pot of water boiling? We have a guest and we need tea made. Alan will kind of like raise an eyebrow with the expression of like, am I the tea guy now? Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay. And then Alan's gonna get the tea started.
1: This is what you get for resolving your character arc. Now you're the tea guy. (laughs) In lieu of a level up. Uh, Abercrombie and his finch follows Zothkug into the cave. And kind of sit down by the fire. Well, it is nice to warm my hands a bit. Uh, Shall I continue with my report? Yes, continue now, now that we're cozy. Very good. I shall report first on the king. Uh, The king dresses for mounted combat at all times, and he simply drapes a robe of fine purple over his light mail when he wishes to look more elegant. He wears his white hair swept back in a wolf tail and seems in excellent health. At all times, he carries with him a sword, though in my few days of observation I've never seen him draw it, and he also carries a scepter approximately one shin long that to my eye appears to be of a stone construction with a castle parapet at the top. I've never seen the king without either of these implements. The king has a number of counselors, who oversee a small part of Udrill, and collectively keep him informed as to the happenings there. I also observed a visitor of obvious dwarven descent, but dressed in the standards of fashion the Aspenlands prefer, who I believe to be an ambassador. I believe it reasonable to also assume that there are other ambassadors to various other nations of importance who may come and go as needed. There are a few members of the king's court who do not strike me as natives of Utro. Perhaps to keep the king aware of cultural courtesies for foreign visitors, I cannot be sure with my limited time reco- uh, reconnoitering. In particular, he seems to often consult with one of these foreigners on his decisions, a dirt folk woman whom I've heard introduced to the court as a Countess Alex Greenvale. He seems to value Miss Greenvale's opinion greatly. Indeed, he involved her even in the affairs of the security of his clan holdings. Further, Ms. Greenvale has been using this proximity to the King to warn him against 4guys, ventures and vibes. Mm. My first time in the clan holdings, I was beaten and thrown from the gates by several of the new mercenary guards that have reinforced the clan lupus security. I had to change my appearance and remove my company sigil before I was admitted again. Luckily, a vagrant who introduced himself to me as a cry saw my plight at the gates and assisted me in my disguise, and he asks that I send his regards. Hmm. The well thus poisoned, so to speak, I believe it would be unwise at this time for you to simply wander into the royal holdings. However, as I understand it, you've business with the king. I do have another option for you. I believe the best way for you to get close to the king is through his son. Now though he's not yet earned a true name, the king's son Lovel has uh, earned his favor and is already being groomed for his position with the crown. Lovel is the closest thing to a weakness that the king has, and he will often disregard the advice of his advisors to indulge the whims of his son. Those whims include meeting with the victors of a local sport, which Lovel enjoys greatly. Mm -hmm. It is therefore my suggestion that you enter, compete, and win, or at least impress Lovel with your performance in this sport. I've never been to one of the arenas for this game, and I don't know much about it, as they always refer to it as the tournament. But at the end of each fortnight, the (laughs) king's son, Lovell returns after a weekend away, accompanied by one or more of these contestants whom he wishes to reward with a meeting with the king. The son himself travels with an escort, of course, which now includes some of the security mercenaries hired on Miss Greenvale's recommendations. Your best path to him is through this contest. By luck or fortune, today the son rode out, accompanied by his escort. I followed them to a tavern not far hence, which you will find indicated on the map I have drawn you, and from which place I assume the games will commence. And thus concludes my report, and the intelligence I have for you. Will there be anything else before I return to Guy, my lords?
2: That you did an
3: excellent job, good sir. What are their favorite colors, though? The court, that is. Uh,
1: do you perhaps mean the royal colors? The colors of the royal family, Clan Lupus, are a sky blue and a steel gray.
3: Well, I, I'm, a sh- I'm sure that's easy enough to find, but I feel like a true scout would be able to tell me what the king's personal favorite color is.
1: <laughs> Those things could probably be determined with more time. Unfortunately, it seemed that uh, when I spoke with the Myconid who was coordinating my efforts, there weren't really the funds for an extended reconnaissance mission.
2: Uh, yeah, just listen <laughs> Listen to the Myconid.
1: Mm, yeah, I do. So you
2: said. <laughs> Uh, I, I have one more question for you. Yes. What would be the opposite name of Four Guys Ventures and <laughs> Vibes? Um
5: Whoa whoa whoa
3: whoa whoa. Yeah alright. Don't you don't have to answer that. Why not? Don't don't dodge Zoth. Okay, don't that's what we're I,
2: that's what our team name will be. Because if they loathe Four Guys Ventures and Vibes, they would love their rival, whatever the opposite name of this company. As
1: a contractor of your business, being given two contradictory orders from two of my executives, I turn to you, sir. He turns to Jebediah to give me a different order that I may follow or or uh, approach in this situation.
4: <laughs> don't worry about it. You, d- you did good. You can you can uh, head on back to head back to home base. Thank you.
1: Might I first have that tea? Yes. Thank
0: you. Uh, yeah, Alan will... It'll, it's, it's been Great. finished. Yep. Will pour he him a couple, he
1: has yeah. his cup of tea and then turns and with a whoosh of his trench coat is gone. Whoa. Not, like, cool. not like magically. I just <laughs> mean he, you know, flares the coat behind him. <laughs> yeah. We did it, guys. Magic is back.
4: <laughs>
1: we wow. Did it. Um,
2: but... Um, Foxman, what what was that about i think it's a great idea if we pose as a rival company to them then the king would be more favorable to us and then there will be a big reveal that we are actually four guys ventures and vibes
3: and it'll be dramatic
4: and that we deceived them the whole time
3: (laughs) okay i see i think you've got the right ideas off okay there that you've got the right pieces in there Naming ourselves whatever you think is the exact opposite of four guys ventures and vibes is not what we should do If we don't want to be known as four guys ventures and vibes until we decide to okay I'm I'm just saying it's a little sus when somebody who looks Oddly it's four people who look oddly familiar to four guys ventures and vibes, but calling themselves negative four girls (laughs)
2: solitary loathing No, no. <laughs> oh no! Um,
4: oh,
0: Alan That's will uh, ignore that. <laughs> surprisingly, uh, on brand, uh, though. Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't know what the opposite of four is. It was never actually uh, um, stated whether the team it was a, comp- a team competition or not. And also, I do fear that if we enter, perhaps as a team. Um, we will be too suspicious as far as this uh, what the the, the folk advisor is probably familiar with what we look like and uh, if we all are entered into the competition under the same team if it is a team competition that I think will arouse a lot of suspicion versus like if it's I, I would prefer if it were an individual competition we could all individually enter and not stand out as much but I'm not
1: Jebediah. sure Jebediah roll and insight oof that's
4: so good. That's some That's some spicy, amazing insight there.
0: I wonder, ooh, what's uh, the insight um, about? Mm. <laughs> I'm
4: excited to hear it. Eight.
1: Never mind. Carry on.
4: I'm over here knocking on the ground.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we obviously can't enter as our own name. All right, all right. All right. Listen, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Alan here, okay? We need to do the, as much as we can to not arouse any suspicion, all right? So we don't bring the cypher truck that would be Oof. correct we might want to have to park the cypher truck somewhere hidden we could leave it here he said it wasn't far from here he walked then you know what that isn't a bad idea i think if we can find like maybe a little cave around here
4: <laughs> gemini points to the cave <laughs> we're in the
3: cave can this fit can this fit <laughs> can, it, can it fit in here <laughs>
1: I thought it was already in here. Is it in here? It was, like, just parked outside, but I think oh, it's funnier okay. if it's inside. I'm willing to make that retcon. <laughs>
0: we're sitting, we're sitting in the cave, and Fox is like, I wonder if there's a cave.
3: <laughs> hmm. <laughs> if only there was some cave. <laughs> if only there was some cave.
2: Then hmm. we can move it farther back to, like, you know, make it less obvious. You know. Never
3: mind hiding it right now, okay? Never mind that. Um, I'm sure we'll figure out something. Um... But yes, I think we should definitely show up, uh, independently
0: and <sighs> what if it's a team game, then we, we may join different teams like that. In fact, that dividing and conquering in that way, there's a higher chance that we're on a winning team. No, there's a higher chance. One of us is on a winning
2: team and we will that's all we need. No, we don't. We need, that one. is all we need. If all four of us are on the winning team, then we could get the time with the king that we need to all speak together. If it's just one of us on the on the team, then the king will spend equal time with each person on that team and we we
3: may not get everything we would need. I I, I think you can just tell whoever wins what you want asked. And or that person could probably just grab the rod. Say, hey, can I bring some <laughs> friends? Can I can I can I talk to you about uh, certain uh, three other guys <laughs> about our ventures? Yeah, I, I assure That's you they have good vibes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey
4: guys, I got a question. That's not suspicious at all. I got I got a question though. This guy, this king, he's he's got this rod, right? Yeah, yeah. We might not need to get it from him. Oh. Well, we don't. I, I was thinking about this while we were on the road, but we don't necessarily need the rods, like allies would do, hmm. like. Like, we have a cause that needs the rods. We don't need to physically have them in our hands. And if if there's somebody who is, you know, already attuned to it and is capable of using it and is aware of of the good that it not only would do to the world but do his kingdom, you know, if we could make mm-hmm. an ally out of him, that would avoid the, a conflict with an entire kingdom. I mean... <laughs> I I mean, I think you're capable, Fox, but I don't want you to go, you know, trying to steal something out out of a king's hand.
2: We We have, yeah, put together four teams, send them to this tournament, and then they'll become friendly with the king, and then we'll go find the other stuff.
1: I love that like maybe you just haven't seen the overworld map in a while but I love that you're presented with a tournament that starts like this weekend and you're like what we should do is ship out teams of adventurers from the other side of the continent that's what I want us to
4: do No, I, I think we should still go I think we should still gain a meeting with the king but our goal is not to subdue and steal the rod I think our goal. I never. No one said anything about stealing. Well, I mean, that's kind of you know. Well, okay, no, you, that's fair. But conflict has been has been like the central part of us getting rods, and I don't want that to, you know, I don't want us to be a, a hammer and everything looks like a nail sort of a situation. Yes,
0: I, I believe that what what Jeb is simply doing is clarifying that this may be may require and a, a more beneficial solution may be something that we haven't really done yet. I know that in our first encounters with Makar, we attempted something like this to make an ally out of him, and in fact, we even sent some resources to try to, you know, um, bring someone back to the dead for him in order to convince him of that, but I think that this is a chance where diplomacy and reason may really be the best option when with Makar it was not. All right, You don't have to tell me that.
3: Hear me out. He's very he's very wary of four guys ventures and vibes right because of this advisor mm-hmm. right which must mean somebody is probably part of let's just call them the enemy mm-hmm. team well um
4: well <laughs> that, that advisor
2: what was what was their name again or they're being brainwashed they don't have to be on the enemy
4: team they could just be mm-hmm. brainwashed to the
2: enemy wasn't that
3: the person it's that, that green something yeah wasn't right? that the person that um,
4: confronted us at. McCar's. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. It sounded familiar, right? I. That's what I was thinking.
0: I. Uh, I also thought that as well. And obviously, she knows our faces, which is why. Yeah. I think it would be worrying to cause a lot of disturbance by like being on the same team or showing up all at once. If that makes sense. All right. So, mm.
3: this is what we do. We make uh, fake identities, right
0: here, right now. How do we do that? Like we make them up. Like just with our imagination just
1: as a reminder of the because this is something that was said in the like info dump but there was a bunch of it in the dude's report um only the king's son will be at the sporting events like you don't need the sporting event you don't necessarily need a false identity mm. to get in like maybe don't announce your brand but like you know it like private there are some private security goons who will be there because they're part of now the mm-hmm. the escort for the the prince but it's only the prince who attends these. Everyone else in the royal family does other stuff. So there's, you won't actually be facing this this advisor there.
4: So it says here on the thing that uh, what was his name? Aber Blabber? something like that. Abercrombie and his Finch. Oh yeah, uh, on his report here, and I like shake the paper. It, s- it says that uh, the son is going to be there. But so maybe we don't need to be a bit discreet. But, but. Maybe that means it's an opportunity for us to, like, wine and dine and really impress this son, especially if he's a little rambunctious and, uh, you know. Is it time for the hat? I it, it mean, it very well may be. It very well may be time for the hat. We'll do a hat trick. Do you and Fox have, like, a name for this one? Is it, like, Dragon Rush
3: or, like, Popsicle Stick?
2: Uh, this this one's new. Uh, this this one is uh,
3: Operation, uh, what did we call it, it, It was a... This would be a twist on... Um, the fawn's leg, if you remember. Like, it's it's a twist on it. So it's the fawn's twisted leg. I, I, I okay, let's not, let's not be too literal <laughs> here,
4: all right? Broken leg. Operation busted kneecap. Ready to go.
3: <laughs> sure, that works. Am I the fawn or are you the fawn? I... I You know that's not how that works. (laughs) Do you not remember Operation Fawn? The hat is the kneecap of
4: the leg. Mm. Got it.
2: No, I remember it, but one of us was definitely the Fawn last time.
3: Well... See, now you're just putting symbolism. All all I'll
0: say is... um, uh, Jeb mentioned whining and dining, and I don't believe we have the funds to wine and dine anybody, let alone a prince, I will say. How much funds do we have right now? Not much. Uh, sub 400. We
3: would if we won a tournament. This is true. I mean, uh, we,
0: and we probably wouldn't have any opportunity to wine and dine him before the tournament.
2: But if we perform the Operation uh, Fawn, no, sorry, Operation Kneecap, then a royal like myself wouldn't... Partake in such things.
0: <laughs> You'd be our
2: sponsor, perhaps.
4: Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
3: Yes, if you can focus on one team, right? Perhaps, maybe not all of us, but some of us work on the same team. Mm, we could start making some bets. You know, as independent observers,
2: you know, unbiased. What if, what if, what if you and me stick together again? You know, me as the royal diplomat from another. Th- area and and you as my my servant again yeah the partial human <laughs> right and then then you two enter the tournament and then you handle all of the betting and
0: i will uh schmooze with i think the that prince. it's actually a potentially great idea.
4: uh i'm here for team artificial shenanigans
0: <laughs> so
3: let's make sure we figure out what the tournament's gonna be about before we set this hard in stone but i love the idea and i think the bets are a great way to make funds is to gamble whatever we have left, and we'll totally win. Jeb just starts sweating because that worked out so well for Jeb.
4: I kind of, I kind of want to be on Fox's team. I'm not gonna lie, Alan. Do you think you can? You think you can cover um, this?
0: Alan's gonna put a hand on Jeb and on his shoulder, which is like way lower than his shoulder. Um, and uh, he's just gonna, he's just gonna pat him and be like, "Jeb, I, I think that our skills together will complement each other very well." And your brain and my brawn and my brain and your wiliness, I think, together, (laughs) we will be the perfect team out there, and Fox can handle the money. As I've heard said before, rogues are really experienced at handling money. He should definitely (laughs) handle our company's finances. Who's the chief financial
3: officer here? I'm just going to say this, all right? We could borrow money from some local group perhaps a little shady a large amount of money how about i just get an investment from caitlin
4: we've already done investor angels before we could you know do some more investor angels in a different city
0: a second round yeah Mm-hmm. But we can't get the name out there. It would be false advertising as to what they're investing. Mm, that's true. Um, that's true. I'm not sure if we're morally against that or not. It is bad guys that we're mostly f- fooling. So no, it's not. We're just trying to get in the good graces of the prince. He's not a bad guy. I mean, we
3: could. I, I might be able to work up. Uh, I might be able to work up an investment if that's
0: the way we want to go. As I like, look Jeb
3: dead in the eye,
2: but we need. We need. We need a new company to pitch to them because we can't advertise our company. I
0: let's. I say let's uh, do away with the co- pitching a new company and getting investors idea. Let's stick to the whining and dining, gambling, and competing in an sp- unnamed sports competition. That will be... But the competition needs to be over for
2: us to get the money to wine and dine him, when in reality we should be whining and dining him during the tournament. You can
0: just impress him with your good looks. And then after that we will wind and die. Do you think he likes poetry? Probably. Yes. Uh, okay, okay. We've gone a little
3: too deep into this. We haven't left the cave. We ourselves don't even know what the tournament is. All right? We should probably <laughs> just find a place, get a hotel, um... And if we can find a way to interact and
0: talk to each other without all sitting conspicuously at the same table. So we don't look like four guys on an adventure and a vibe.
4: I really hope it's not a race and we just like left our cart in the cave.
2: (laughs) I guess if we're going with the the rich investor thing again, then we do we would have the cipher truck. That wouldn't be out of the picture. We would just need to repaint it.
0: I personally that the rich investor thing is not necessarily a good idea at this moment too much to go wrong it's,
4: it's never not worked before
2: too though. much
0: can go wrong
2: that's true it, ha- it it's worked every time we've done it let's uh okay now here, here's one uh, last
0: point of
4: business before <laughs> we Jet go to it says
1: way to pull the race card watch <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: okay okay
1: <laughs>
4: that's pretty good um, all right one last thing before we go to bed. I think that we should I think that we should strip the paint job and the branding off of it, off of the truck and just bring the truck with us. Can we
3: keep the vines?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't
0: think many people have seen the vines. So. as you said yeah. the 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 vines may actually separate it from like make it less suspicious. Yeah. <sighs> Who knows how to remove paint?
4: Uh, I can just press the digits enough right. and Jeb just like click click clicks a couple twists on his blunder bus and starts like almost, it looks like, it's just air kind of blowing out of it, but it looks like he's pressure washing it, and it's like the paint's just like just like flaking off.
2: Don't you need to maintain concentration for that
4: to stick? It's a cantrip. Yeah, but when you're in the tournament This isn't an illusion, man. I'm just blowing the paint Wait off. Wait a minute. Wait a
3: minute.
4: Too late. So I already got no, the F no, off. I've,
3: I'm watching it. Yeah. It just okay. says Our Guys yeah. Adventures Advice. Our Guys vibes.
4: Adventures Advice.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: A subsidiary of Four Guys Adventures.
0: <laughs> <and laughs> I think I just stops at the F and is like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> They'll never know.
3: Comrade.
2: Comrade.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it occurs to me, gentlemen, <laughs> that uh, that maybe I take off Ventures and Vibes and we just paint on like. Sports and
2: good.
0: <laughs> Our guys, okay. good sports.
2: Yep. What if we just put merchants on it, like just, just gen- generic merchants? What if
0: we just put sport, good at sports team?
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah, we can do
2: that.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait.
4: Sports stick team. Stick and ball. What if we put the yeah. sports team so <laughs> no. everyone knows? Our guy's stick you and
3: ball. No. There we go.
0: That's a pre stream conversation that should have stayed in the pre stream. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: Follow our Patreon to get the
2: Uh, pre-stream conversations, everyone.
4: I immediately move down to Adventures and Vibes and start start blasting that (laughs) up, but I leave the our guys (laughs) on
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) All it says
2: is our guys. Yep, just our guys. That's that's the whole van. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Your guys here. <laughs> I love it, Belly.
4: I leave the ampersand, so it just says our guys and. <laughs> ah.
2: Our
1: guys and stuff.
4: Just add, add the little word more. Make it look like a local business.
1: All right, all right, all right. So I was trying to like. So are we gonna? Are we gonna? Are we gonna ever go to this tavern, or are we just gonna
3: just... <laughs> Wait, wait. I was trying to do something before we started down this rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> this is the hardest uh, I've uh, laughed on the podcast. I think. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> we,
1: okay. Okay. We've been in the intro for thirty-five
0: <laughs> minutes. Wait. 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 This is just the intro. This doesn't. Oh man. So <laughs> we've got to properly plan for once. Fox
3: <coughs> is looking at Jeb. Do this right, mm-hmm. uh, Jeb. Yeah. How does? How does? It... Where is Fox? So, it's just blowing, right? It's just, like, out of the gun.
4: I mean, it's magic. It's actually breaking the molecular connection between the paint and the wood itself, and so, like, with a little bit of a gust cantrip in there, it, like, it, like, flecks off. What are molecules? They're tiny little bugs that hold everything together.
0: Uh... I, I feel like if I just, I just snap my fingers right... Well, they're not quite exactly bugs. They are more like particulates. Um, and we believe that they could be made up of even smaller particulates that link them together due to either magical or electric connections. All right, that's great,
3: Alan, but I think I just lit a flame in my hand. So are you saying we're all electric? Yes. Uh, Fox, why is your hand on fire, my guy? Uh, It doesn't hurt. I just snapped my fingers. At, that's looked like, I don't know, it just kind of looked right watching what you were doing. And I... Snap my fingers and it snuffs out. It was a nice little sound that you made there with it too. Oh, man, you have magic. Did you did you make me magic, Jeb? Did you like? What did you do? Whistle along with that to make that happen
0: or something? <laughs> Try another thing. Dude, uh, what
2: kind of magic can you? I
0: don't. I don't know. I just. I, I can't repeat it. Alan is gonna like think for a second. Does it have anything to do with the, the saxophone that you probably stole?
4: I mean, I gave it to him, Alan. You don't have to be like that.
0: Oh, oh, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> wow. I, I wasn't <laughs> sure where it came from. All right, you know what? But, but I, no, serious question, though. Does it have anything to do with the saxophone? I, I mean, when you played the saxophone last time, I received some sort of help that definitely felt Magical in nature, not not just like inspiration from hearing you play the saxophone. Although it was very good, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to look into that. I'm gonna have to think about that.
3: I don't know. I I feel like I'm, I'm sorry. We got a plan. We got a tournament to do. We got. Well, I, I don't think, think we, we have a I plan. I think we <laughs> have
4: we have an idea. Don't, I have don't a snap plan. your fingers next to my fur, just like <laughs> FYI. In the, you get that <laughs> I think
0: we have enough of a an idea to at least go to the tavern and see what's going on, if that makes sense.
2: Could we settle what's written on the cypher truck so I know
1: what business we're We've r- settled we're it. Running. It says our guys <laughs> and yep. with an ampersand, <laughs> not the word and. That's what Jeb left. Yep. Also, I've <laughs> okay. just looked up the definition of prestidigitation. <laughs> prestidigitation can do instantaneous and permanent cleaning, but its sensory effects are temporary, so you can take letters off, but you can't put them on. Oh, yeah.
4: No, oh, I'm, I'm aware of that. <laughs> I am aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> like the paint is just peeling off of this thing.
1: Well, also, like, it's been through heck. It's been dropped a hundred feet with I mean with Featherfall, but it's you know, yeah. it's been beat up by spiders. It's been like it's a mess. I go for the
4: undercarriage, <laughs> start taking and off the off the mud and stuff like that, and, you know, shine up the wheels really nice. Oh yeah. yeah, just
1: like doing a little bit of a clean. Okay. Yeah, I,
0: I believe we should just enter the tavern uh with our like predetermined roles as in uh, Jeb and I will be the sportsman, and you will be the noble, and uh, and uh, Fox will be the servant type. And from there, we will learn what what needs to happen. Perfect. And go from there. All right. Perfect. Let's go. Let's sleep and then go. <laughs> Is it
2: nighttime? It is. That's why we have a fire. Okay. Or we could go there now and then rest at the Uh, inn.
0: I don't know if it is. Did he mention how? I I put out my bedroll.
3: I am not rolling it back up. I
2: did build the fire already. How far does does it look to be on the It's a
1: very short walk, a couple hours. You could do it once you wake up, and it would still give you the whole day.
2: Oh, okay. Fine, we could sleep here.
1: I like the idea that fox treats his um treats his bedroll like with the same chivalry that a knight treats his sword like i don't draw my weapon unless i'm going to kill with it and i don't put it away until the target's dead i don't lay out my bedroll unless i plan to sleep and i don't stow it until i'm rested (laughs) (laughs) all right so you guys have a great night's rest no issues or random encounters because we're already 40 minutes into the hook. <laughs> no random encounters happen. Nothing strange happens. And the next morning, you take down your fire and you head to this tavern. The dusty cauldron is a weathered old tavern sticking up from a wide hill like a rude gesture. It is surrounded by carts and caravans at the moment. And the old door creaks as it swings open and your feet clunk, clunk, clunk on the hardwood floors. The patrons cramming the common room barely even acknowledge you. And why should they? Your party's unlikely combination is nothing on the dusty cauldrons. Boisterous dwarves are having friendly arm wrestling contests with burgundy skinned tieflings. Elves good-heartedly but enthusiastically debate tree-tending techniques with halflings. And in the middle of it all, a heavy-set human woman with biceps like boulders muscles her way through the rowdy crowd, making sure everybody's fed. She catches sight of you standing at the door and methodically makes her way
0: over. Built for Tough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to say that.
1: No stable fees during the big contests. Are you here to watch or to enter? Uh, hello, I speak on the behalf
3: of um, my my lord here. Oh,
1: nice hat there, sir. Nice hat. <laughs> Thank you. I am also
2: dressed. Obviously, I spent the ride here getting ready, dressed in my formal formal wear and my very
3: ornate. My, my lord, let me speak for you. Straight's decision to get all dressed up for this crowd. Well, I'm I'm sure, um, my lord will find a place to rest, but. Um, we're actually here to figure out um, how to enter a team. Um, we have um, some fellows here that are interested um, to enter on our behalf. Yes, well, if you'd like to enter, just downstairs is the sign-up table. Here, let us let me let me make a, a little bit of a path for
1: you. <clears throat> Bud's over, you lot. We've got some new contestants. Brave you are. Uh, she starts to, like, muscle people aside so that you can eventually kind of squeeze through. The common room is not small. It's just so packed with patrons that it's hard to, like, find your way through to where you're going. Eventually, you do find a set of kind of rickety stairs that lead you down. And then the lower story, like one story underground, it's a bit quieter, a bit more thinned out. And here, the patrons are more, like they're talking amongst themselves, but they're, they're a little nervous. These look like people who are about to sign up for a contest and aren't totally sure how it's gonna go. The room is still packed with them, Um, and they're forming a somewhat orderly line, and every now and then you hear a little bit of a commotion at the front, uh, kind of standing on your tiptoes, Zothkug and Owlin, you can see that at the very front of the line, um, you can't see who people are actually talking to at the sign-up table, but behind them, kind of with their arms clasped intimidatingly, there's a Dragonborn and a Half-Work who are sort of providing security for the contest. Um, Eventually... Eventually, after a significant wait, because there's a lot of people who want to compete this weekend, uh, you do make your way to the front of the line. Uh, Now lit by the various torches around the room, the flickering light is playing over the eyes of a halfling standing on four apple boxes stacked (laughs) on top of each other at a table with a sign up sheet in front of him. Behind the halfling, again, arms clasped are the, the two sort of burly bouncer types. And the halfling stares at you, lets the silence kind of stretch out. It gets awkwarder and awkwarder. And then he goes, so who's your sponsor then? So this man, you're the sponsor. Wait. I am the sponsor. New money. Is that what's going on here? And at that moment behind you, you hear a familiar voice of all the faces I expected to see today. I must admit you were pretty low on the list. What? are you doing here? And as you turn there on the stairwell, tossing a giant red ruby in her left hand and practically glowing with excitement is Elaine Mollusk. You should have told me you were pilots. I'll sponsor you. You can take the hat off. Save your money. Save your money. Let's figure out your roles. And she runs down. And as she runs towards him, she goes, one more team for the Minecraft races sponsored by Edison. And she runs up to the front and begins signing on the the paper in front of the halfling, who as soon as Elaine Mollusk steps in, begins taking you seriously. Uh, So, okay, uh, let's see. Let's see. We're going to cover your liability. We'll sign here. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so we need a spotter, a pilot, a bruiser, and a boomy bopper. Uh, which of you will be filling each of those roles? Uh, pardon me for
0: asking. Also, great to see you again. Um,
1: it is lovely to be seen. Uh,
0: what? What? What uh, in particular does each role do, if I may ask again? I just need a refresher.
1: Absolutely. Here's a quick overview. So uh, these are uh, standard mine crafts, right? Built by various manufacturers. You got to win in an Edison one if I'm sponsoring you, of course. And uh, they they have four members of their crew. Okay, there's a spotter, a pilot, a bruiser, and a boomy bopper. Now your spotter should be someone with a good set of eyes who can spot some hazards for you. After all, your odds of getting past a danger on the track go way up if you know that danger is there. Your pilot is in control of your Minecraft. Anyone can do this well, but you know a stronger pilot can use some elbow grease to get a little more out of the brake and the acceleration levers. Now your bruiser is in charge of keeping the cart safe. Protect your cart from enemies, enemy sabotage, and do whatever you can to hamper your opponents. And your boomy bopper is in charge of the boomstick and your big red button.
0: Uh, not to assign uh, options That'd right be away. The uh, yes, I would say that that may work for Spotter. I would say that uh, Jeb. It sounds like Boomy Bopper may be uh, a position that is quite literally written for you. You had me
4: at Boomy Bopper. Um, like I didn't <laughs> even know what it was, and I was like, I want to be the Boomy Bopper. Wow, that's um, my story.
0: I would say I'm. I I would consider myself currently in the right mindset for a bruiser that that's where I would put myself right now. And I, I, I would trust Fox as a pilot. It sounds like those gears are like a little hard to move. Some elbow grease required. Um, I could do either. I, I, I guess I, I mean, You know what? Yeah, I'll take the pilot. I'll take the pilot. I got this. Yeah.
1: Sounds great. I'll sign you all up right here. And she begins putting your names next to the things. And mm -hmm, we'll just sign the waiver. Obviously, no liability in terms of if you die or maimed or dismembered. Great. Sign all those. Get those out of the way. And lovely. All right. And she turns back to you and kind of claps her hands together. So let's show you the machines. And you know what that means? It means it's story time at the Wing Badger Tavern. Ooh. Xenir, Gantus, Kotix, Owara. Long ago, the four ancients created a world in harmony.
3: Then, everything changed when the chat amped magic. Only Kelmor, master of good vibes, could stop them. But when the world needed him most, he vanished.
1: Two years have passed and four adventurers have discovered a conspiracy, a company selling magic. And although their role play is great, they have a lot of XP to
5: earn before they're ready to save anyone, but I believe they can save the world.
3: Let's meet our characters. Hello, my name's Matt, I, I play Fox, the Rogue Changeling, and I've already introduced myself once, but I'll do it again because I just did it again. And I'm very confused right now what's going on, but I'll I'll pass that along.
4: Hello, I'm Wash, and I play Jebediah Peppermint, the Molefolk Gun Wizard, and I'm very confused because I introduced myself earlier, but I'm here to be the Boomy Bopper.
0: Hello, I'm Jake, and I play Owlin, the Azimar Barbarian Artificer. And I'm very confused because I introduced myself earlier but I'm here to be the bruiser, and I'm just gonna pass this on. Hello, I'm Trevor. I play
2: Zothcug, the orc cleric. I did not introduce myself earlier, but I am also very confused because we spent 45 minutes waiting for this intro, planning something that uh, (laughs) it all got thrown to bits, you know? I guess we're the DM now,
1: you know? Over to you, Josh. And I'm Josh, your Wing Badger Game Master. So, here we are, playing our Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> session. <laughs> wow. It's a bit of a long intro, but it was worth it. So, Elaine Mollusk leads you down a second flight of stairs. It turns out that the Dusty Cauldron, as a tavern, was actually built on top of an old mine shaft. The ah. mineshaft was abandoned and has now been kind of retrofitted into this competitive racetrack. And so, she leads you downstairs and sort of begins explaining everything, starting... with the minecarts. All right, now let's show you what we got to work with here. The first thing you need to know about a Minecraft is that your Minecraft has a certain speed, okay? It can go faster, it can go slower, and all of that depends on the acceleration lever. Now take a look at this, and she begins pointing out to Fox, your pilot, you know, "Here here are the different ways that you can do this. And the lever, there's a brake lever, and there's an acceleration lever. Your cart has a speed of one through six normally you have a cap of five. I'm gonna track them on d6, like literally on a d6. So your cart has a, a cap of five normally, but you can modify it, and we'll get to that with your big red button to make it be a little bit uh, faster than that. Now, in the event that your cart is going perhaps very quickly, and then you run into a hazard, you might be going too fast to overcome that hazard. So sometimes it's actually wiser to slow down the cart, for example, with a sharp turn, Uh, Other times, you'll need to be going fast enough to get past a hazard. For example, a break in the tracks or a jump. You know, these are abandoned mine mine shafts that we're using here, so sometimes things are broken. Sometimes stuff just breaks over time, but we don't repair it because it just makes the races more exciting. Now, let's move on to the next person here. Well, your bruiser. Let's talk to the bruiser. Now, what you need to know about your minecart, your Minecraft, I should say, is that your Minecraft has an AC of 17 and you are looking at 100 hit points of pure Edison steel. Now, you can choose to take your action during a round to brace your cart. If you brace the cart against attacks, it will give opponents disadvantage on attack rolls against you. However, it will have the cost of giving your team disadvantage on saving throws because the cart's no longer as nimble. You'll be holding it, it'll be very rigid. So that's one action you can choose to take. Now, your spotter, Zothkug Hibub, You can use your perception at the beginning of each round. You'll get a Discord message from the Game Master (laughs) with details of any hazards that you spot. Now, if you spot a hazard, you'll be able to relay that to the party during the round. A round will be 90 seconds in Mineshaft Racing. So what that means is your spotter will roll perception before the round begins and get a readout of everything they see. Now, if you think you missed something or if you want more information, you can roll another perception check during your 90 seconds and see if you can get more information. However, the timer does not stop. So you'll need to be able to yell that to the party in order, like in time for them to make decisions that will kind of overcome the hazards that are facing them. And lastly, your boomy bopper, Jebediah Peppermint. That's That's a bigger gun than I remember you having. I like it. Uh, Your cart will be equipped with a standard Edison Boomstick. She points at a small cannon literally mounted to your cart on a swivel. It's kind of sticking off the back of the mine cart and it can rotate around. Now you can fire this with one of these and she shows you a set of small cannonballs that are kind of stowed in a little basket next to it. To deal 2d10 damage on a successful hit it just rolls a d20 no modifiers or anything like that nice and easy to keep track of you will need to use a full round action to reload between shots however if you roll slate of hand high enough you can reload for free the next thing you'll have is this big red button she points at a big red button and leans in and just boop she kind of pokes it it doesn't do anything yet because we haven't decided what it does. Ooh. Here at Edison, we have three different cart modifications that you can equip to your big red button. I'm ready. So you'll get to pick. I'm so ready, Elaine. <laughs> the first thing we can do is give you some heavy armor. Now what will happen, and she points at the front of the mine cart where you can see like a more aerodynamic nose has kind of been fitted to the front of it. If we equip this one, the nose will split and retract giving some armor to the left and right sides of your cart giving it a temporary bonus of plus two to its AC. However, while your armor is active, your maximum speed will go the whole way down to three. The next option that you have is the Fwoosh Booster. The Fwoosh Booster, and she literally hefts what looks like a giant rocket launcher on her arm. The Fwoosh Booster makes your card speed a six for the duration that it's active, maximum of two rounds. However, your brakes don't work for the next round after that. (laughs) She sets it down with a big echoey, ka The next thing we've got are the swing wheels. You have to say it like that, Shwing. The swing wheels are scythed blades that extend out of your wheels, damaging nearby carts or objects with 2d6. While the scythe blades are out, attacks against your cart have advantage because it's not as nimble and maneuverable. The next thing you could do is go lightweight, in which case we will equip no modifier to the cart. Leaving it much more lightweight and giving you the, the maximum sustained
3: velocity of a five.
4: I mean, I think I think we should have the booster. I think the choice is obvious hmm. the foosh booster. The yeah. foosh booster. Yeah.
3: I can get behind that. Yeah.
4: Uh, you probably don't want to get behind it because then we'll have uh, a headless fox. <laughs>
1: She steps on one end of the bazooka-looking construction and flips it up like a skateboard. As it comes up, she pulls a wrench out of her left pocket with her left hand, and she meets it halfway and begins ratcheting a bolt in place. In one smooth motion, she kicks it up with her right foot and boom slams it into the back of your car, where it meets with a very satisfying... As it like switches into place, Fwoosh booster equipped. Uh, Miss Mullis, yes, Sothkag.
2: Uh, is this like, is there like a, a cooldown? Is it a one-time use, like, or can we just press it at every straightaway we come across?
1: Well, so it can only last for two rounds at a time. Yeah. After that, you still have another round with no break. And then you have one more round of cooldown before you can hit it again.
4: Two on, two off.
1: Yep, that's exactly right.
2: But three rounds of no breaks. That's
4: exactly right. Who needs breaks? We're going fast.
3: Anybody else like feeling like we we just got? What is this tournament like? How do we we get
0: first place? It's a race.
3: The tournament is a
1: series of races. Yes, mm. so you'll be racing for first place.
0: But you said a series of races. Is there multiple flights?
1: Well. You'll only race in one race this weekend. Gotcha. The, the tournament is over a series of weekends. However, each weekend you just race once, so it'll be easy peasy. Now, during the race, there are a number of rounds. Here's the exact flow of actions for each round so that you know what to expect. Each round will place you in a new stretch of track with at least one set of tracks running next to you. So there will always be at least one minecart that could be next to you. They could pull ahead, obviously. The round will begin with your spotter rolling perception. The GM will send them a discord message with details of what they see. Then the GM will set the scene while they read that. And then a 90 second timer will begin, which you will see on screen. This will give the spotter a chance to relay any hazards, which if the spotter gives you, um, tells you about a hazard, you'll get advantage to get past them. And then it'll give you a chance to figure out what to do. Within those 90 seconds, your team may discuss and determine your actions. If the spotter wants, as I said, they may roll another perception check to see if they missed anything, but this will not pause the timer. At the end of your 90 seconds, if you have not called out an action, you will miss it for that turn. So you will need to be very definitive during your 90 second timer. If there are any opposing carts in the same stretch of track as you, they will have 30 seconds to share their action with the class. Uh, The initiative order will be determined by the sum of each cart member's initiative modifiers. So we won't roll for initiative. We'll simply add up all of your reaction times and use that to figure out how fast your cart reacts. After each cart has had a chance to declare their actions, the GM and the players will narratively recap the scene, and the next round will begin. Each player will have access to the normal action economy in a round, which is to say one action, one move, not that there's really anywhere to go, and any class-granted bonus actions or available reactions. Yes, uh, Fox, you have a question.
3: Uh, y- yes. Um, this uh, you, you keep mentioning this Discord message. Is this kind of like... Um, uh, the message spell jeb uses but but with wingle digits it is similar to the message spell but it does
1: not rely on wingle digits instead it relies on the power of the gm sometimes having to break into the game and explain the new mechanics
4: <laughs> i mean that makes perfect sense I, to me fox you you know snap your fingers i, get, you'll, it. You'll get, I get it i get it i have a different question
1: yes
2: i look around is is there anyone anyone close by anyone I mean, else it's a other team
1: Oh, no, not down here. Sorry, she's taking you down to where the carts are. So it's just you down here with a So we
2: have the ability to cast magic pretty much.
1: Oh, no, you won't you want know? to do that here. That'll be seen as cheating. That's cheating. Now, hitting other carts with, like, sticks and stuff, These this is a rough-and-tumble community. They don't really mind things like that. But if you were to start casting spells or using ciphers or things that are not attached to your cart... That'll probably result in a disqualification, and it might get you mugged by the crowd of gigantic people up there.
2: Okay, so us being attached to the cart does not count. So be
4: discreet. Got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just be careful. Uh, there, you know, you never know who's watching. <laughs> there are going to be little crystals like this one, and she points at one mounted into the ceiling in each room, and that's how the tavern goers will be observing. They will basically allow them to simulate scrying.
4: Discreet. Got it.
1: In each area of the track. Mm.
4: Okay. <laughs> uh, I,
2: I'd caution against a jeb unless it's dire.
4: Man, I, I hope it gets dire.
2: If, if we attach ciphers to the cart, does that count?
1: No, you can't attach any extra <laughs> mod, mods to the cart. For one thing, it'll throw off all the aerodynamics. We just built this thing. This is a precision machine. You just need to rely on your wits and your skills. Okay. I mean... What condition is the cipher truck in? Surely, I mean, you should know by now whether you're good drivers or not. <laughs>
3: Nobody answer that. Alan's gonna laugh. <laughs> um, Nobody answer there, that. There no. Have been some, Zoth. Some circumstances Zoth. I said not to answer that. Zoth. Did you all do my I said my not baby? to answer that. Zoth. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's
1: correct. And leave it, no, it. leave it at that. No, leave it at that. was our opponent. Is, is it parked outside? <sighs>
0: maybe. We'll have words later. Well, uh, thank you Elaine so much for uh helping us out here and sponsoring us with uh with a cart and everything.
1: No
4: problem.
0: When does the race begin? Is it today?
4: Yeah, do we have do we have time to bet on it before we go? The race
1: is today. <laughs> you may bet on it if you choose. However, if you win, there's a significant sum of money in it for the victor, so it may be worth just trying to earn that. I've heard legends that you had a great debt to pay off last time we met. I perhaps don't want you to fall into the same trap, but of course, your life is your own. If you wish to place bets on the race, there is uh, the dragonborn standing behind the halfling upstairs. He takes the uh, the stakes from people.
4: I immediately start to walking towards our stash of wingle digits. Whoa, in the whoa, cart. whoa, Jeb, Jeb, oh, Jeb! No, whoa, Jeb Jeb, Jeb,
2: Jeb, Jeb! I put a hand Jeb's shoulder. You're not shoulder. the chief financial officer, uh,
4: Jeb, Jeb.
1: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, chief financial I'm old. chasing. I'll, I'll chasing I'm back, chasing guys. down I'll Jeb. Be back. I'll be
3: right back. I'm down, Joe. He's
1: short. He can't get away from you. Like any of you, if you're trying to catch
3: him, okay, he can't Job. run away.
4: Come on, man. I thought we were I thought we were going to, like, this was part of the plan. We it, talked it, about this it, back it in is the he's part cave. of the
3: plan, we should coordinate exactly how we're betting because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I want to see the other teams and make sure we're a shoe in before we start betting on ourselves, you know? I mean, I think that we should just bet on us
4: and win. Okay. Well,
2: and I don't
3: know if we're...
4: I mean, we will win
3: we'll just
2: win the sum of we'll just win the prize money guys we don't need to
4: bet we we need to do that to to accomplish our goals anyway so we're going to put everything like, like should, we we're should gonna probably put our hearts ask into it, if right? we
3: can bet on ourselves.
4: I think you guys are
3: are doubting
4: yourselves, and you don't no, need you don't I, I, I need that negative rules. self there's, talk. Sometimes you know, there's rules, okay? We're sometimes gonna, there's rules
3: that
1: you're that- as you're talking amongst yourselves about this. Elaine pulls out a crystal that's kind of flowing back and forth like a pendulum and spinning in a weird circle with these runes written on the side of it. She looks at it and goes, hmm, "It is ten o'clock now in the morning." The races will begin at 1 p.m., which gives you just enough time for a light lunch and maybe a chance to look over your competitors. If I were you, I'd check out what the taverns
3: whipped up. What is that device you have? It's just a timekeeper. Let's wait right before we go. Okay, Joe. Can you make me? Can you you promise me that Uh, we should get his? What's in it for me? We should get. uh, We we have a just just take his money away. We have a
2: higher chance. Just take it away. Then he can't do anything with it.
3: We have a higher chance of making sure... I cinch my belt. <laughs> we we do a good bet if we know everything, right? Because what if we can bet on, like, specific odds, right? Instead of just betting on ourselves. Yeah, like, what if we bet on X team uses booster the first round? I'm just saying... We should think about this job.
2: Then we could use the boost of the first round and
3: get great odds.
0: I'm not sure if that I'm <laughs> sure
3: if that's illegal. Um, ignore
0: what Nuri was
3: all said, okay? He's not uh, it's not helping right that's now. That's never stopped us before.
0: <laughs> all, all I'll say is I. it sounds as though Elaine has uh, much more experience in this area than we do, and I believe it may be... Beneficial for us to uh, do what she suggests and scope out the competition and eat a little bit. Elaine has left. She walked out. <laughs> oh, d- shoot!
1: I am
2: with Alan on this one. I think we can just rely on the prize money.
4: All right. Well, you guys go check out our competitors. Our, our, I'll hang out with the Minecraft and kind of tinker on it and see if I can. No, no. You know, I, you know what? I will keep an
3: eye on Jeb. I will keep an eye on Jeb.
4: That's nah, okay. cool. You can go with them. Like you said, you wanted to scope out the other teams. Yeah, yeah. They need your insight.
3: No,
2: no. I have all the insight. We need Fox. You stay with. Jim. Don't worry, Jeb. I I'll have your back and keep
0: an eye on you. Come on, Alan. Let's go. Alan will. Alan knows exactly what's about to happen, but knows that he can't control it. So he's going to go follow. Zoth.
1: Uh, Jeb. What is your intent?
0: He's
4: gonna. He's gonna. <laughs> he's really upset. <laughs> he's he's gonna he's gonna like wait for Zoth and Alan to leave take a couple of minutes, just kind of like walk around the Minecraft and like kick the tires a little bit and then just be like, okay, okay, okay.
3: there's a friend. Wait. Wait, all right, second. Chip, we're going to do the bet. All right, let's do it efficiently. You bet and I bet independently. All right. And that way we get double if there's a max bet because we don't even know if there's a max bet, right?
4: What are you talking about? You're going to like bet for somebody else and then lose half our money? No.
3: I'll bet. And it, then
4: I'll double our money and then we'll be back to what we normally had. Like that's not that's not
3: smart. No, 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 no. If there's if there's a max bet, you bet on us, I'll bet on us, we get even more money. Okay,
4: now I, I get that you're just like, you know, learning magic and stuff. But this is math, my guy. Like if you if you <laughs> double what you have but then you split it beforehand and double each of those. It's just going to be like there's there is no difference. No,
5: no.
3: I'm telling you that we don't have enough information to know. Because what if they say you can't bet more than ten wingles or some some.
4: I, okay, Fox. What what's twenty plus twenty? Let's just go upstairs, Jeb. There's only one way to sort this out. I'm, I just really <laughs> want to confirm that you know about math.
3: <laughs> I know about math. I'm saying that sometimes people put regulations on how much you can bet. Okay. All right, let's, go well. upstairs. let's go upstairs <laughs> yeah we're gonna
1: figure this out you want to scope out the competition or do you want to skip to the race beginning which would you prefer
0: oh we have options um so-
3: I, w- I would like to i'd like to one look at how the betting works and two scope out the competition that's that's my own personal. Right, yeah we're,
1: we're, just, we're zoth and cavern. i will scope um I will be completely honest with you. I know very little about gambling and betting on races. So if you want to propose a structure to me that narratively makes sense for a ruffian, like, you know, backcountry tavern to be doing is betting on their races. All right. I'm open to it.
3: 10 to one on us that we win. So (laughs) this is, this is how this would work, right? We're newcomers, right? Like, so we would have high odds of, Betting, right? So the most more unlikely something is to win. Well it
2: depends if they're counting it as Edison or counting it as us as newcomers,
3: the higher the payout, right? Ten to one, as Wash said. (laughs) Shush.
1: (laughs) Shush.
0: Don't give the DM ideas. Yeah. Shush. We're new. Um we're
3: new. Inexperienced
1: drivers. That's true. You bet on the driver, not the car. Usually.
0: That that sounds like uh a cool like way to live life, too. (laughs) Like a good advice.
3: (laughs) Remember, kid, you bet on the driver, not the car uh 10 to 1 i think wash is is a great but that's usually how it works the more likely somebody is to win the lower the payout ratio the less likely or the less unknown like the more unknown something is that makes the higher the payout and the bookie would be the one taking the bets and then you know of course only one car can win so all of the money donated for the bets would go into the way I think to prevent
1: themselves like to prevent the house from going bankrupt or from getting scammed there's probably like a 10 wingle digit limit on bets for like newcomers like people who have not bet before so they can verify that you're like legit I've seen this at auction houses where like you can only auction up to a certain number so I know that that's like a real life thing um, so I think there's probably uh, a wingle digit limit there so you're you could pay in 10 and get 100 back basically betting but on yourself.
4: what if I what if we put the money
3: in as proof that we have yeah, that's usually what you do you have to pay up for. Oh, so
1: you would put all one hundred in for if you lose. You, you, or I guess yeah, whatever pay, the other person uh, is. No, you would pay like however him.
3: much you want to bet. So the one, and then if we won, mm-hmm. we'd get the ten back. But that means everybody else who bet on other things lost. So all the money is coming from yeah. the other bets.
2: And usually the house takes a percentage okay. of the bet. So there's like a fee to place a bet.
1: Sure. Okay. You can bet 10 to 1. I am going to put a limit on you so that my tiny brain doesn't have to do too much math, but the limit's going to be 100 instead of 10. Oh, I'll okay.
4: do the math for you.
3: Alright, Jeb, since there's a betting limit, okay, you walk up and then about 30 seconds later after you're done, I'll walk up and we'll both place bets of 100. Okay, so
4: through a, through a random weird series of oddities and universal exceptions uh, you're argument before was actually valid <laughs> which kind of makes me upset but I'm <laughs> you know, more you gotta money trust
3: me more Jeff. I mean
4: maybe maybe
3: sometimes I do know what I'm talking about
4: that is true that is that is factual that is factual <laughs> let's go
3: Jeb you walk <laughs> up to the bookie it's that dragonborn
5: he looks at you he goes how much you want Bert?
4: I want uh, which is a hundred down on the, the new Edison one with us on
5: a hundred down on our new guys yeah yeah so okay Oh, mm-hmm. uh, just take uh, a need a hundred. He holds there, out his there, hands. Here you go. Click, 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 click. Falls into his hands. Oh, just put it in a bag. Hundred, just under this for Move Yeah, quickly. Got there.
4: Here you go.
5: For a good takeoff my Joker. For a good day. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, come back for a winning tomorrow morning. There goes me. I'm Joker. Bye.
3: What is happening? All right. Um, after waiting a bit, I will. Walk
5: up? Oh, yes. I love you. One better. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm putting on 100 new guys, you know, just talking about, you know, 10, 10, yeah, 100 new guys, yeah.
5: 100 new guys is brought by Edison, that, that, those guys?
3: Yeah, then new Edison guys, yeah. I'm just talking about
5: it, Edison, Yeah, right, one 100
3: and your name. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, you know,
5: uh, Fox. Uh. Don't have Fox, I just let a roll the paper. Okay. And then you, uh, you need to uh, give me the money. Yes. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Here I'll Just yeah. put the money in this bag here and then sign this and then I'll finish it. You can come back tomorrow morning to collect your money. Yeah, you can get your winning tomorrow morning if you have any winnings. Obviously, if you lose, you, <laughs> you don't come back because you won't get anything. And, and, I mean, I don't want to lose. I always That's really bad, Very good. You know. Yeah. Good. There you go. They talk. Good. Good. <laughs> All
3: right. All right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and uh, walk back and like clasp Jeb on the back like. We got this. Now the easy part. All right, but we cannot lose. All right. Yeah, I, we would. I mean, the chance of us losing—if you lose, you guys are so low. You have
1: three hundred and forty-seven wingle digits total, and
3: you just gave away two hundred yes. of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're right, Jeb. The chance of us losing very minimal. But if we lose, but
0: if we win, we get two thousand. Two thousand plus whatever the the yeah. grand prize is. <laughs> This may, br- this will make or break our <laughs> business. Like this, it's hinging on this one thing. All
1: right, anything else you guys want to do before the races begin, or should we, should we kick this thing off?
2: Zoth is in his fancy clothes, and he's going to mingle. But the mingle can be in- inconsequential to the. How quest, about you so just can...
1: roll a um, charisma check, and I'll tell you what you learned. Okay. Instead of role playing all of it.
2: That's fine. Uh, Nineteen, Josh.
1: Zothka, you learned that uh, besides your team. There are four others. Your team is the Onyx team. There's also Silver, Gold, Emerald, and Ruby. Um, that's so that they're easily denoted during gameplay. Um, you also notice that you are th- obviously the newest contestants, but it's a it's a mix between you know experienced contestants and contestants who are are newer. Um, maybe have done one or two races. You also do come across like there's a back room that's kind of reserved for VIPs and diplomats and you can see back in that room is uh, the presumably the prince of clan royal and he's surrounded by an entourage of about 10 people who are his guards and then he has a handful of, you know, random sort of rich looking people who are who are with him and are just kind of chatting him up and like, you know, schmoozing up as you would describe it um, to the royalty The you also come across the viewing room so you can see like, oh, yeah, here's the big room with all the different crystal screens in it. And most importantly, you notice that it looks like all of the different teams, no matter who manufactured their cart, because there are several sponsors, but no matter who manufactured their cart, it looks like all of the other teams have gone with either um, a a foosh rocket or swing blades. Uh, attached to their their carts as their mods. And that's what you're able to learn before the races. Cool. Nice. We time skip now to 1 o'clock PM. As you approach the machine and they're in front of you, state of the art, 100 hit points of pure Edison steel, <laughs> is your Minecraft. Your Minecraft awaits you with the giant booster sticking off the back end of it. There is. Um, you know, to the left and right of you, there are several other tracks that all kind of lead off. And the first thing for each track is just a straight plunge. Like the the cart goes forward, and then it dips down. And from there forwards, you can't really see what awaits you on the track. Like you don't know the the path or anything like that. Hmm. Um, Getting
4: deja vu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the dragonborn's <laughs> not there. So I'm not going to acknowledge that because nobody else knows what you're saying. Um, so you, you know, approach your cart. Everybody else is getting into their cart. You kind of strap into the onyx cart. Each of you puts on your little, your, your situation. If you've got your racing goggles, this is where you would pull them down and get yourselves in good shape ready for, for your adventure here. Cause you know, you never know what's in a mine shaft. There could be falling rocks or there could be dust or all sorts of stuff.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Matt broke his headphones again. Uh,
1: that's just like a standard. That's like in wing badger tavern. Bingo. Matt breaks his headphones as the free space. Um, yep. all right. The group has their goggles on listeners. You may want to check out the YouTube bot of this one <laughs> um, cause this moment's pretty great.
3: I can't see
1: (laughs) (laughs) well luckily you're not the spotter so you don't need to read any messages from me on discord only uh trevor needs to do that um okay you step into your cart you put the strap on the half orc steps to the front of the group of you everyone is looking at him he holds up his hands let's go and then he drops them and you throw the lever forwards, and with a great roar, your Minecraft races to life, shoots down over the precipice and zooms downwards, beginning its plunge down the track. Now we're about to enter the first stretch of racetrack. so what I need right now is for your spotter to roll a perception check, and I'll tell him what he sees. Uh, 26. Let's go. Dang, that's a good spot check. All right. I'm typing out his message of what he sees, and then I'll set the scene for all of you while he reads it. Guys, most of the teams have the swoosh rockets or the blades. In front of you, as you come out of this kind of curving bend, you do almost a full 360, like a corkscrew motion, before you race forward into the first stretch of track. This is a straightaway that you're in. Your timer begins now. Uh, there are two
2: sets of tracks. Uh, there's a low-hanging ledge, which we would have to duck, or uh,
0: and there's a car to our right bringing their boomstick to bear. Okay, if we w- if we're going on the track that's close to the cart to the right, Alan will brace. All right, Alan's going to
3: brace. I'm going full tilt.
4: I kind of want to boom stick the ledge and try to block off the next like cause rubble on the guys next to us.
1: I
3: believe in you, Jeb. I'm
4: gonna do it.
1: All right, that's a D20 to hit. Also, all of you need to make a dexterity save to duck under the ledge, but you can make it with advantage because um, Zothkug called it out. Reminder: you are currently going at a speed of one. Uh, so your pilot can increase your speed by pulling the lever or if you want to roll a strength check you can increase the speed by 2 instead of 1. For free you can increase it by 1.
3: Oh, I'm totally doing that. Okay. So just real quick, uh deck save? Yep. You said? Mhm. That is going to be 17 for me. Okay, Fox passes. 15 for me. Yep. I rolled a three. Oh, you failed. I also got a four. All right.
1: You two are doing stuff, so that makes sense.
3: I got a uh, an 11 to go to two.
1: Okay. Fox, you are unable to get to t- uh, two levers of speed. So you increase it just by one to a two. Uh, those of you who failed your save, Jeb and Owlin, you uh, take six points of damage as the as you kind of smack your heads on the ledge. And then Jeb, I need a straight D20 roll for you to Watch hit the ledge ahead of you. A 17, okay, you are able to hit the ledge ahead of you so you can, uh, in fact, I'll just roll your two D10. I got 14 on the damage. So you got a 14 on the damage. We now have your speed as a two and let's back up here and narrate the scene. So your cart races back into the first straightaway. The Minecraft, the mineshaft all around you has these wooden, you know, posts and boards that are holding it up, and there are two tracks parallel to you. On one side of you, the emerald cart begins racing up next to your onyx one, and just as it does, they bring their boomstick to bear, and they roll to hit your cart, which has been braced, and because of that bracing, Owlin is able to actually smack the boomstick away (laughs) as they try and pivot it to aim. Got him. Unfortunately, (laughs) as he does that, Owlin does get thunk, hit in the head by a leg that's kind of lower just kind of damaged piece of the mineshaft at the same time Jebediah you swing around your own boomstick and fire it into the ledge in front of the emerald team damaging it and dropping a bunch of rock onto their cart unfortunately it's not quite far enough ahead to actually derail them but it does hit all four members of the cart and do some damage to their mine cart
3: nice shot Jeb
1: At the same time, next to him, Fox ducks under the ledge and throws the accelerator forward, increasing the speed from a one to a two while Zothka gets ready to try and spot what's happening in the next room. As you out of this first straightaway you lose sight of emerald team who have just lost some speed as they had all those things dropped on them but there is still a cart to your left the ruby team the ruby team is pulled up next to you as you enter a sharp banking turn zothkug as the spotter please roll your perception check so i can tell you what you see i got a 10 you got a 10, okay. You go around this this banking turn and the two tracks kind of bank next to each other so that you and, you and Ruby squad are next to each other but Ruby's on the inside track. They're gonna pull ahead just a little bit as you swing around this bend. Also ahead of you, you can see that you're about to go into like a dive when you get through this next stretch of track.
2: Uh, this bank requires a speed of three or lower and Josh, can I roll a second perception?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, so Fox, you're currently going a speed of two, so you could still increase one to three. I need to
2: go faster. Ah! Uh, second perception is 24. Second
1: perception is 24. Okay.
4: I say I'm going to reload and we'll ready the foosh boom or whatever the, yeah, the, the foosh booster for when we get out of this turn.
1: Okay. So you ready the foosh booster for when you get out of the turn. Um, Zothcug, you have seen something extra. And, okay. Alan, what are you doing?
0: Alan is holding his action for now. There's nothing to brace against that he can tell so far. Wait, the next team is
2: getting ready to use their blades, guys. Prepare! Alan is going to brace, never mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Alan's
1: going to brace. So that gives uh, Jeb... Oh, he's not attacking. Any? you remember... I'm reloading? Yeah, Okay, you are reloading, great. Uh, Fox, did you roll the check to increase speed by two or just go up by one? Just one. Okay, so you're up to a speed of three. And that brings a well that I mean, your timer has ended. I'm going to check what the other team is doing really quick here. I'm going to roll with um, your extra AC and their disadvantage to see if they hit you. OK, go Yo, Owlin, and watch out. I got it. I'm going to let's let's uh, let's play out the scene here. So you. Race into this bank. The carts begin moving parallel to each other with the Ruby team pulling up next to you. Ruby team smashes down on the big red button in their minecart, and these scythe blades kind of corkscrew out of the wheels and they scratch against the side of your minecart and they deal six points of damage. You have an uh, HP of 100, so this isn't game breaking for you, but they deal six points of damage to your cart and they kind of wedge in next to you. While they're next to you, their bruiser is going to reach over and try and grapple Owlin and stop him from bracing. Now, Allen's bracing, so he has disadvantage on his check, but I do need an athletics check from Allen to oppose the grapple. Okay. You got this, Allen! 17. Alright, with your 17, as he reaches over to grapple you, you kind of like bat his hand away, and Fox throws the accelerator again, which pushes you up just a little bit faster than that squad. Whoa! Meanwhile, behind you, Jebediah reloads your boomstick and kind of readies his, his hand over the booster. Thank you for the gold stars! Oh. We appreciate you for the boon! For the boon, I'll give all the information to everybody between this round and the next one so that you all know what's coming. Okay. So, Reddy's his hand over the, the foosh booster and Zothkug, eyes peeled, gets ready to tell you what's coming. You go into an absolutely stomach-flipping drop. The cart just, I mean, we're yeah. talking the Fahrenheit, just spins over and plunges straight down. <laughs> Zoth throws his hands up. Uh, Fox, you're like holding on by the lever. What you can see ahead of you, at the bottom of this, it curves into a jump where the tracks are gonna break and you need to be going at least a speed of five to make this jump. The fall down, so you're going three right now.
0: This might be red Red button button time! At
1: the same time, you can see that another squad's cart is going to jump next to you and it looks like one of them has a post of wood that they have ripped out of the mineshaft wall. And they're going to try and use it to, like, kind of club you in the head as you fly okay. next to yeah, them. And Alan will brace. They've got a hand over. And they've got a hand over the Big Red Booster as well. Yeah. So that's going to bring us to our 90 seconds. Let's talk about what we're doing. So, uh, Fox, Lever.
3: I, I, I'm, I'm going to go. Is, um, I'm going to. Go up a speed, but I'm I'm also just expecting that big red button.
1: Okay, so Fox goes up to a four, <sighs> And then we're getting ready for the big red button. Uh Jebediah Peppermint, you are hitting the big red button. So all <laughs> of a sudden, right at the like at the very bottom of the the dip in this jump, suddenly your foosh booster ignites <gasps> and with a roar you're
0: gonna leap forwards.
1: Owlin, oh, what are you doing? You're bracing against the hit? Uh-
0: yeah yeah, he's bracing against the hit. Okay. Uh yeah, he's trying to go he's noticing that all these teams are going on the offensive, so he's gonna try to cook up something offensive next turn, I think. Okay. But yeah. Uh
1: so as you leap, they're going to attack you at disadvantage. Let's see how it goes. They're attack oh shoot, it does hit. Uh they're gonna hit whoever's in front. That's Fox, he's your pilot. Fox, you take one point of bludgeoning damage as they Ow! hit you with a club. <laughs> Um, Fox was spending too much time looking at the dashboard. You rock tossers! Um, and Zothkug, I guess, just has his hands up and is partying. Are you doing any other actions, Zoth?
2: Uh, I mean, I guess I could spot for the things ahead.
1: Um, you could do that. Just remember, like, you also have your normal action economy. So like, you can also like punch or grapple or whatever. You don't have to use them. I'm just reminding you that you have all those.
4: Zoth is very strong. Well, then I'd like to use a reaction to cast Chronal Shift. <laughs> well, it's not a spell, but it's like uh, an ability. Could I do that and have them re-roll
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you use Chronal Shift... They re-roll. They have disadvantage. On the new roll, they miss. So they're swinging towards Fox. It, like, just connects with his shoulder, but then Fox Ah! you're like, that was weird. I thought something hit me as they, like, blur around you and kind of disappear.
3: You miss, stone munchers!
1: All right. So let's play out the scene here. You reach the bottom (laughs) of the hill, and just as you get that, like, brief moment of pause at the bottom of the pendulum swing Jeb slams on the foosh booster it ignites and you are launched into your jump flying next to you careening almost a little bit off course at its speed of five is the, um, the next cart. They take a swing at you, but just as it's about to hit Fox, Jeb swings, like flips around in the cart from the big red button and like does something. You don't even fully understand what he does, but he mutters something and kind of moves his hands around and it, it almost like passes through you. It's like you're not in the right spot for this attack to hit you. Meanwhile, Zofka, you are leaning forwards, trying to get a better view of what's on the other side when you land this jump. Just as you're about to land, the cart next to you ignites their foosh booster. So they are now keeping pace with you at a speed of six. That brings us to the next round of things here. So Zothkug spotter, go ahead and roll your perception check. Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yo, Owlin! What? Get rid of these stone munchers! Get ri- I need to think of another
0: creative insult! <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of some way to get back at him. Don't worry. Jeb, think of a creative insult!
4: Jeb's just going to yell... Noobs.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay... That's a good- Okay, I like that. <laughs> Alan might just p- try to play something off that- I can't see anymore!
4: Jeb's cheeks are just going <laughs> 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 That's pretty funny.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Whoa. all of our cheeks are going that. But, so but his, his, like, no, his
4: like nose is like flapping. Whiskers in the wind.
1: Yeah. So you are pulling into a wide kind of stone room Sweet. where okay. the ceiling hasn't fully crumbled in but it's you're getting deeper into the mine and so you're starting to see more irregularities in the walls and in the ceilings and it also is starting to look a little bit crumblier. You know, things might be more damageable as you move forward. So your 90 seconds begin now.
2: Uh, three tracks converge in the next room, crossing over each other. The other cart is aiming their boomstick at the ceiling. And then just beyond the mesh point of
0: the three tracks is a straightaway with all three parallel tracks. Okay. Alan is going to try to use his magical tinkering on a wingle digit that um, he's going to like reco- have, uh, have uh, Jeb record his noob yell <laughs> and then... <laughs> It's going to emit the noob yell really loudly on the Wingle digit. Okay. He's going to chuck it at them to hopefully be a distraction. Okay. Um, that's what he's going to attempt to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Fox, are you going to do anything this Nothing mister? I
0: can
3: do. i let the
0: baby drive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Yep. You are at a speed of six right now um, with no brakes. Jeb? I'm
4: going to I'm going to shoot him.
1: Okay, with what?
4: Shoot the the cart that's next oh, to the, us. Oh, the the boomstick? With Love the boomstick. It. Yeah, we we locked and loaded and ready to go to that's it. That's
1: right. You are locked and loaded. Let's go. Um, okay. So, uh let's uh, Josh, let's make real quick. Yeah.
2: Um are there any like pebbles or rocks I could just scrape off off of the ceiling or ground or wherever you can
1: make a strength check to try and pull something off the ceiling sure that's cool (laughs) let me just grab this galactite sorry Trevor what'd you get I got a 15 15 okay so you'll be successful in pulling down a rock but you can't throw it or hit anything with it this turn that's fine Um, Jeb roll your d20 to hit uh, rem- you're gonna roll at a disadvantage because the other cart saw you and is gonna brace. Ooh, that's not good. That's
0: a six. Um, Allen, your magical tinkering works. Uh, no, it doesn't actually. So Allen oh, okay. pulls out his art, his art, his artisan tools, begins looking like he's about to tinker. He like announces what he's doing. Um, he starts to tinker with this wingle digit, and he just freezes. Like he suddenly, he is just like he he's just staring at what he's doing, and it looks like he like can't figure out what he has to do next. Like, he's frozen.
3: Alan, are you,
0: go- you good, buddy? He, 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 he's, he doesn't respond. He's, he's just frozen.
1: We're going to play out the scene narratively now. Um, the other team is going to roll to uh, destroy some of the ceiling and drop it into your path, and we'll find out how it goes during the narration here. So... Uh, you come into this wide room and you can see a cart on each side to the left and right of you moving towards that central point. Your foosh booster is definitely going to get you past the cart on the left, but the cart on the right is going to try and blow up the ceiling. They're just a little bit ahead of you also using their foosh booster. So they swing through the center and they fire at the roof and it slams into the roof, this huge cannonball thing, and it just impales there as your cart whooshes by Zothkug rips it out of the ceiling and has it in his hand. (laughs) At the same Time, Jeb. You swing around your own boomstick and level it at the cart that attacked. You take a shot at them, but unfortunately, with the turn and the mesh points in the middle of the room, you just can't quite connect, and it goes past them to the left, actually like skinning one of them. You know, just a little bit to the side of him. You're like, "Whoa, that was scary."
3: Yeah, it was. Uh, The cart that's that, further
1: behind the two of you gets derailed by rubble that falls when Softcug rips the cannonball out of the out of the ceiling. The rubble falls onto the Suck track, it. and that cart slams into it and loses all momentum. Um, They can still maybe repair it and get it on the track, but what are the odds of them catching up to you guys? I mean, come on. Uh, The other cart kind of races to the, the left and gets ready to move into the parallel. While you guys blast forward into the parallel, the third track is now, the one on your right is now unoccupied. And that's going to bring us to the next Zothkug perception check, please. 26. Yo, 26, Zothkug with the eyes, man. This guy's got eyes.
4: He's got eyes for days. All
1: right,
3: we're going to talk about uh, what you see. Yo, Jeb, can you, like, hit him next time?
4: What if we jump in front of the other guys? What if we jump onto their track? Oh,
3: my dude, that's genius. And then we can hit the red button (laughs) right in front of (laughs) them.
2: How many turns till the red button is up?
1: You're one more turn at a speed of six, and then you can break.
3: Also, Alan, I don't know what you're up to, but we need you, buddy.
0: I, 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 uh... He, he can't even put a, get out a full word.
1: Can
4: I, like, make an arcana check to see if, like, something has, like, affected him? Like, if somebody cast a whole person spell on him or something?
1: You sure can. Go ahead and roll that. 11 plus a lot, 20. Uh, it doesn't seem like any kind of spell is afflicting him.
4: Alan, what's going on? Like, you're, there's nothing that's been cast on you. You you all right, buddy? Like, I'm right next to him, right? Can I, like, hop down next to him, check him out? Yes.
0: He's- he's just like holding the artificer's tools and like kind of like his hands are kind of shaking like I'm
4: gonna grab his wrists and be like and look him up like up <laughs> Four feet in the air and be like, hey man, you've done this a thousand times You got this. You're the best person who can ever do this
0: He He looks at you in the eyes and just I- I- I, I don't know. You
4: don't know what? What is it, Pup?
0: He doesn't- he, he doesn't he doesn't respond to that he's just like s- staring kind of blankly like he's definitely like deep in thought like he's overthinking bonk him jeb man
4: um i bonk him just with like the, the butt of my blunderbuss just like on his kneecap
1: take one point of damage
0: a <laughs> little like that just like hurts a <laughs> little bit but it, he's just he still is just kind of like he's like
1: ow.
4: company policy sorry pup
1: um, I'm about to send Zothkug his next message, and then we will continue this during your your 90 seconds. Uh, Zothkug has his message, I'm gonna set the scene. So you are pulling into a straightaway now. The booster behind your cart has just died out, and so now there's just sort of a weird silence and like a rickety rolling noise as you zoom forwards. Your brakes are still not quite working. Um, maybe if you muscle the lever hard enough, you might be able to brake early, you're not sure, but it, it certainly isn't working at the moment. And, um, next to you parallel is still that one team on your left. They're also, their foosh booster has just kind of cut out. So they're even with you next to you and they are looking over and they are not pleased. They, they look pretty, you know, they're, they're ruffians. They're ready to, ready to tangle with you. <laughs> and that's going to bring us into your 90 seconds, which begin right now.
2: They're bracing their cod. The booby bopper has something weird in his hand. It's small and glowing. I don't know what it is. There's a wooden ledge jutting out of the wall. Quick Duck. And just past is a sharp curve. We need to slow down asap. Ah, shucks. shucks.
4: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab Alan, like, but like, try to climb up him and like start pulling him down. Okay. Like, like, like getting him down into the into the Minecraft. Alan, do you resist?
0: No, Alan doesn't resist. He doesn't like do okay. anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Alan gets pulled down into the Minecraft and to safety at the ledge. So that part's fine.
3: Guys, I'm gonna need some help with the brake. I'm pulling on the brake. I rolled a twelve. <laughs>
1: Okay, with your 12, you are not able to get it to move at all. You're still at speed six, zooming Alan, towards this sharp curve. Can
2: Zoth come assist?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Roll a strength check, Zothka. <laughs> Zothka off, <somebody laughs> strength. grab my waist, the ball. Uh, that's a four. <laughs> Zothka comes over and tries to help, but he's like worried about Ow, consent no. for how he grabs oh, no. Fox, and so he doesn't, he's like, You're you know, I don't want to make this weird, way. man. I'm just trying come to, on. and it, it just doesn't work out. Um, anybody else doing anything this turn? Jeb, you've you've pushed Owlin down. Are you going to try and do anything else?
4: Uh, can I can I take a look at that glowing thing and see what it is?
1: You can roll an Arcana, sure. Uh, 15
4: plus 9, so 24. Okay.
1: It is a cipher of some kind, but you're not totally sure what it does. Your timer has run out, okay. so we're going to play out the scene narratively. So as you race into the straightaway here. Your cart and the other one are next to each other. They look over at you, and they're like kind of snarling and sneering, and then suddenly their boomy bopper at the back of the cart just suddenly switches to like leaning casually over the side of his cart like he's leaning out the window. He winks at Jeb as he tries to push Owlin out of the way and goes, don't freeze up, pup, and he tosses a uh, cypher into the air. The cypher explodes in a blinding flash of light. All of you need to roll a dexterity save or be blind for the next round. At the same time, their um, pilot muscles their brake... Uh, into place and begin slowing down so that they're like pulling back a little bit from you as you careen towards this sharp curve ahead of you. Zoth fails. The DC is 10, so you just pass or fail on, on your 10. Dang
0: it, I got a. I rolled a 10, but I have a minus one, so I got uh, a nine. <laughs> I passed. Okay. <laughs> I got a six. I rolled a two
4: plus one for three.
0: Oh. All right, so only Fox can see as you race
1: into this curve going too fast. Oh, um, no. You can obviously still do things. You're not stunned. You're just blind. At the same time as those things happen, uh, did we roll all your deck saves for the the low-hanging ledge? No. And if we didn't, let's roll those. Uh, DC again is 10. So you either... Does
0: Alan need to roll one since he was brought down by Jeb?
1: No. Alan and Jeb are down to safety. So it's just Fox and Zoth.
0: I got a pass natural
1: one. Oh, trevor got a natural one roll it again
2: 19 on the d20
1: 19 okay so it doesn't confirm so you just get hit by the ledge i won't give you horrible consequences
2: i don't see the ledge
1: yeah you don't see the ledge because you're trying to help fox pull uh you take five points of damage as you're trying to help fox pull and suddenly this low hanging thing of wood just clunks into the top of your head and kind of knocks you backwards a little bit suddenly a bright light goes off and you're blinded the cart begins racing towards this turn. Zothkug the spotter is blind, so we're going to skip any kind of intelligence you could get for free, but you can still roll a perception at disadvantage during the next 90 seconds. Okay. So I'll set the scene for you and then we'll begin and you can roll if you want to. The next stretch of track, you've pulled ahead, just a little bit ahead of the Gold Squad as you are kind of racing into this turn. Again, the tracks bank up and you begin curving to the left side as you make your way around this turn. The, the room kind of narrows into like more of a, a spherical tunnel where it's just you and the cart next to you. It's almost like propped up on stilts, the track is, and it races around before it's going to open up into whatever comes next. So moving into this sharp turn, you are going faster than the uh, required speed cap for this turn. What that means is, as a group, you're going to each roll a strength check to use your own weight to hold the cart onto the tracks. The DC to beat is 12 if half or more of you pass. So, two or more of you need to pass to hold the cart in place.
3: Lean over! I got a 17th strength.
4: I have a plus zero to strength, and I roll a 15.
0: I got a minus one to strength, and I got a nine. That's so good that you guys rolled well, because I normally have good strength, and I got a five.
1: So, Zoth, with your perception check, I'm going to send you what you see coming up next.
2: I did the perception at disadvantage. I got a 23.
1: You got a 23 at disadvantage? Dang.
2: Yeah, I got a 24 and a 23, 16 and 15 on the die.
4: Alan is blind, but he's no longer stunned. Guys, we they're using magic on us. They've got ciphers. They're breaking the rules. They're cheating.
2: Let's not cheat, man. We don't want to be seen as the bad guys. Let them be the bad guys. We're going to win this. But I really
0: want to mess them up. To be fair, I was just about to cheat before I uh, just kind of uh, got <laughs> stuck a little bit. So you're able to hold the cart in place just blindly, like throwing your weight
1: down against the track.
2: <laughs> Fox, man, we need a jump's coming up. We need a speed of five or higher.
3: I'm going to keep the speed at six or at five. Okay.
1: So as the cooldown period begins ending, your cart slows down to a five and you just basically, instead of breaking, you leave it at a five, moving into the next one.
3: Pedal to the metal, baby, let's go!
1: So let's narratively play out the scene we just had and then we'll move into the next room which Zothkug has just, just percepted. So, you move into this this banked turn. Your two carts racing next to each other. Three of you are blind, but Fox realizes the cart is starting to tip and yells back instructions to you. Plane! Everybody throws their weight against the inside of the cart, and together you're able to like get the two wheels back down onto the tracks, and it makes it around the turn, whipping fast. It in fact it whips around so fast that you're still a little disoriented, but the dazzling in your eyes is beginning to fade, and so you're able to see as Zoth calls out what's coming ahead of you, which is a jump that's gonna require some speed, and another God. cart pulling up next to you as the track that's next to you kind of passes away um the other team that's next to you they are a little they were a little bit behind you they're riding out the turn doing nothing and now it looks like they might have reloaded their um their boomstick and are going to try and use it on the next cart they see rather than on you they're not looking towards you guys and that's going to bring us to the next section which zoth has already rolled for so i'm just going to jump right into our 90 seconds uh, we know Fox is maintaining speed. What's everybody else doing? There is going to be another cart next to you for this jump.
2: For the cart next to me, can I try and throw the rock I grabbed in front of it to like derail the cart? Like drop it in
1: front of the cart? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the cannonball you ripped out of the ceiling? Yeah. That's so fun. I love that. Um, maybe you can like throw off their jump, like slow it down so it misses the jump. Yeah. Okay, so to do that, we're going to have you make a ranged attack. And sure, you're Zothcug, You're proficient in throwing cannonballs, so you yeah. get a proficiency mod for that.
4: Are we magicking these noobs? Uh,
0: I I would try to. I I can I can try again. Alan tries messing with the Winkle Digit again, and hate to say it, freezes up again.
4: Ah oh, no. I cast Fabricate on the minecart rails in front of the cart next to us. It grabs the raw material and it converts it into a javelin and it forms it up into my hand and I give it to Owl.
1: Okay, that is the last action before the timer ran out. So uh, Fox, I guess, is just chilling and maintaining.
3: Yes. I can't do much. At your speed of five. There's
4: no part they are missing minecart rails.
1: Yeah, there's track missing, basically. Yes. Yep. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is give them basically the same mechanic that it would take to um, survive like a a planned derailment where the track disappears. So I will give them that check. They're going to make it a disadvantage because it was sudden and unexpected and they fail it. So their cart is going to derail between that and Zothkug throwing the cannonball at it to like knock it off course. It like gets to the stretch of no tracks and then Zothkug turns it by hitting it with a cannonball. And so it like <laughs> like just, you know, left turn, slam into the wall. Nice. Um however, as it slams into the wall, you do bring their boomstick into line with your own cart and their um, boomy bopper is going to panic fire. So he's going to roll to hit you, and Alan did not brace, so he gets to roll the normal roll, and he does hit you. Dang. So that's going to be direct fire into the cart of, oof, 20 points of damage, Yikes. all 2d10. Um, as it slams into your cart, your your cart has a like a little meter for structural integrity that's dropping down into the orange. You know, it's red, orange, yellow, green.
0: I think according to my calculations, we have 74 HP. Correct. Nice. Yes, that is correct. Okay, we're
1: fine. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, we're fine. <laughs> and that is that's what happens as we move into the next one. So Zothka, go ahead and roll your perception check, and let's see what's gonna happen. Here. First bat roll, eleven. Eleven. Okay. So you're eleven. Here's what I'll say.
3: Nice job, Jeb! High five! You
1: guys can talk amongst yourselves or amongst your group.
4: Here you go, Alan. Jeb hands Owlin like this javelin that is like five feet long, and it's like hefty and made of steel. It
0: might rest on Owlin's arms, but he he isn't like actively okay. grabbing it. He's once again like frozen up with his artificer tools.
4: Well, I think he just like leans it, <laughs> spikes it on the ground, and leans it against your shoulder. It's like. <laughs> Pat's it like here you here you go. You <laughs> use that. Throw it at the guys in front of us. I don't
0: think anyone's in front of us. They are. Well they're just out of sight right now. Oh, are they?
4: Yep. And we're gonna we're gonna red button next turn.
0: We gotta catch up. <laughs> gotta
1: catch up, <laughs> y'all.
3: Gotta catch up all
1: So you are moving towards a very small area of track where the walls are beginning to get really narrow and it's actually just your cart that's going to fit into this next section. Your 90 seconds begin now.
2: The tracks are twisting
0: up ahead, so we got to hold on to the cart, guys. We'll be upside down. Strength
1: or decks can be used to do this.
0: Alan's going to be stunned. Is he just going to fall out of the cart?
1: Ah, bro, I don't know.
0: He's stunned. He can't do it. He can't take an action.
1: Someone's going to have to notice that and help him, I guess. (laughs) So yeah, Alan can't do anything. Jeb, who was already laying down on him, getting him out of the way of danger, he knows. Alan seems to have frozen up. Okay.
3: Alan! Alan! You gotta hold on, buddy! Can I try
2: and brace Alan and myself?
1: Absolutely, just roll your strength or dex at disadvantage. I got a 12 and an eight. So you're not able to brace Alan or yourself as the cart's about to flip over.
3: Do you think you could use your your magic stone thing, Jeb?
1: If I do, it'll get bad.
3: Okay, never mind, then. I need help over here. (sighs)
4: Snap out of it, Alan. Okay, I'm going to, oh, dang it. Smash the lodestone against my chest, cast fly on myself and then like try to just press Alan, like use my flying speed to like push him down towards the bottom.
1: Use this
3: rope. Tie him to yourself.
1: Uh, Tie who? What? Whoever's using the rope can roll a strength check to tie the knot tight. 19. I rolled it. Somebody pushed the button. The round button. has ended. You did not get to push the button in time. Uh, here's what happens. You begin racing forwards into what is a much smaller room than you might have hoped it was. The cart flips over 360 degrees as the tracks rotate up the wall. As it does, Zothkug tries to brace Allen, but he's not able to. Allen's frozen up for some reason, and at the last second, Jebediah basically, like... He's doing a handstand upside down.
4: Like a spoke on a wheel. Yeah, like
1: just <laughs> exactly. Just pushing into into Allen, holding him in place. However, Zothkug begins falling off of the cart. He's holding a rope that Fox sent him and Fox gets the knot tied just in time so that uh, Zoth only like kind of bounces off the ground once before Fox gets him pulled back in. Zoth kug take three points of damage as you kind of bounce off of the carts beneath you. Then it makes the plunge. The tracks whoop, do this straight down, it's like sweep. And you're going straight down again. Uh, as you go straight down, the ledge from that turn sticks out a little bit too far. Now, Alan and Zoth are pinned inside the cart, so it's only Fox and Jeb who needs to roll a dexterity save to avoid the ledge that's jutting out of the wall. Do I
4: get anything because I'm
1: flying? Uh, no, because you specifically said you're perpendicular to the cart, so you're like That's fair. hanging down. 21! Okay, Fox, you're successful.
4: I got a 20, so I guess I'm just short enough that even though <laughs> yeah, I'm perpendicular, absolutely. it just whizzes past. Yeah,
1: once you like once you fly through the hat, you're like really not that long. Um, so yeah, both of you are able to get out of the way just in time as you careen past this gap. You can feel the wind of it like whoosh against your head. It like blows Jeb's hat back a little bit as he's pushing into uh, Alan holding him in place. You go straight down for a while. This is a pretty long plunge. In fact, it feels like an entire round, like a whole straightaway's worth of time before it suddenly uh, hits into the bottom of a dip and begins to level out again. Spotter Zothkug, roll your perception check. 27. 27. Alright. What if I
4: cast rope trick in front of the cart?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, they just hit a rope.
4: Well, no, I mean sideways like we did at that one time.
3: Yo, Jab, let's not go too crazy on the on the, y- the
4: wink wink. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Guys got a dream, though.
1: <laughs> Zothkug, I'm about to send you your message and then set the scene. So, the first thing you notice about this next room isn't the way it looks, it's the way it sounds. The roar of your own minecart in your ears suddenly disappears as you round that bend at the very bottom of the turn. It's almost as if you're in a room that's so wide and cavernous at this point that it's no longer, like your sound isn't reverberating back to you. It's this super wide stretch of space and there's just, you know, wooden posts and uh, iron supports that are kind of holding up the ceiling above you. The, cart, uh, the track is again kind of ascending a little bit at this point. Your 90 seconds begin now.
2: Tracks are ascending. We got to get that speed up and the straightaway leads to the finish, but it's hard to tell how long it is i can't really see quite to the finish line everything's parallel and there are no ledges in this
0: stretch let's go gun it you hit that button i'm hitting the
4: button and i'm gonna do some movement
0: alan's gonna ready the action of throwing the javelin as soon as he sees the spokes of an enemy cart's wheel he will chuck the javelin at it to try to trip up the cart
1: great and then fox i'm assuming is just kind of letting the 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 floosh cannon do its work i'm
3: I'm gonna yeah i'm gonna start yelling insults (laughs) uh i'll wait until you do your narrative bit to do it Yeah. yeah ready your insults
1: for the narrative bit yeah um great okay i'm gonna roll for the other carts really quick uh of them 30 seconds ish to talk about what they're doing so only two more carts are in this stretch with you the others have fallen behind the those two carts
0: whichever one's ahead of us is the one that alan wants to throw at
1: yeah one of them's a little bit ahead of you and one of them is even with you so the one that's ahead of you alan can ready his thing to throw at. they're going to brace and they're also going to open the the spike wheels so that if anyone pulls up even with them it will bring them into damage
4: i'm going over there
1: you already announced well i guess you didn't because
3: yeah
4: yeah i said i was going to do some movement oh
1: you're going to try and jump into the next cart i don't
4: have to i'm going to make it look like it but i'm flying and i'm going 60 feet per round all right
0: all right is that is that still do you still want alan to throw at it
4: go ahead do it like you're throwing it at the one ahead of us i'm going to the one next to us Uh, okay
1: cool uh i'm gonna give another 30 seconds for the other cart that's remaining Um, because there's two of them here. The other cart is um, noticing you like moving towards your whoosh Booster and they're going to dump their remaining Boomstick shot to try and like help their cart go faster and also hit their whoosh Booster. So they are just attempting to go real fast And their um, bruiser, rather than bracing his cart, which would slow it down, their bruiser is going to just basically ready like a SWAT action. Like, you know, if he gets close enough, he's gonna try and reach out and hit people on the other team and disorient them. And that's what his move is going to be. So. Um, let me have them roll their various things and you guys can also roll your various things. So we need to see the roll for, um, Alan's javelin throw 14. Um, that's not going to hit it. it. So you throw the javelin, but like the speeds are weird and mismatched. And so it kind of like bounces harmlessly off of the mine trap, Minecraft tracks and like, yeah, <laughs> moves away. Um, Jeb, you're moving over to the other cart. Yeah, so
4: I, I like make it look like I'm, I'm f- jumping, and I just kind of like, Whoa, but I like fly over to the other cart, and I wanna, wanted to like land on top of their, uh, their boomstick.
1: Okay, their boomy bopper. Like, no,
4: the boomstick itself.
1: Okay. Roll performance with advantage to see if you can <laughs> sell, or deception with advantage, whichever you choose, to try and sell the, the idea that you're flying.
4: Um, seventeen.
1: Seventeen. All right. So that's what you do, Zoff. You're you weren't taking any other actions, right?
2: Uh, I could try and grab another rock if possible. I,
1: no, it's too late to declare new actions. I just want to make yeah. sure everyone's rolled.
3: I rolled. Um, I rolled nineteen uh, for the effect of my insults for distraction purposes. Okay, good. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to
1: enter the narrative phase of this where we describe exactly what happens and we'll see we'll see what goes on. So you make it to the bottom of the turn. as you come out of this turn into a steeper incline, Jeb with his back foot, kicks the booster, and it (laughs) fooshes to life, and you begin accelerating rapidly towards the cart that's in front of you. As you're approaching towards it, Jeb, you leap just at the same time as Alan throws his javelin, almost like parallel to it. The two of you arc towards it, but where the javelin falls short, you impossibly, unbelievably, but convincingly, leap into the cart that's in front of you, and you're basically laying on um, on top of its boomstick. So you're not hugging it, but like, you know, your feet are kind of grappled around the side of it to hold you in place. Mm -hmm. At the same time that cart that you've just gone towards, their bruiser has been bracing it so it slows down and you guys actually pull even with it, which brings you into the range of its scythe wheels. Its scythe wheels do successfully hit your cart and they deal, ouch, 11 points of uh, slashing damage as you pull up even to it and they begin like kind of shing you know scratching against the side of your minecart cart as you pull next to them doing some serious damage to the the right side of your cart behind them there is another cart that is just slammed on the foosh booster and equally slams into the um the scythe blades and they also take a bunch of damage the damage begins to cut into the side of their cart you're pretty sure its structural integrity is just not
3: that great Yo! You can't even damage our cart. Y'all are a bunch of sand-brained, no-good, stone-munching losers <laughs> who don't even know how to drive a cart that doesn't even need to turn.
1: That was good. Uh, that was good. That was good. Good job, Foxman. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fuck You are now continuing the straightaway, so Zofkug's going to get a chance to roll perception and see what he sees for the next phase of this incline straightaway.
2: That will be 21.
1: 21. Okay. So your straightaway continues. Jebediah is standing on top of uh, the cart to the right of you. Well, not standing, but he's kind of you know laying down on the, the boomstick of that cart <laughs> and getting ready to do whatever he's going to do over there by yeah, means yeah. of sabotage. <laughs> um, the, there is a cart on both sides of Jeb, his own team to his left, and to his right is the other remaining contestant who is still even and kind of in it for the, for the lead. Um, your your speed remains a six as your foosh booster afterburners behind you and that's all the things you know your 90 seconds begin. it's continuing straight away so you're still just headed vertically you can almost make out like it looks like maybe some light is starting to gleam at the top of this 90 seconds.
2: Jeb, look out for that bump in front of you. Guys, there's a broken rail in front of us. We need to lean and hold on to the cart. Jeb, they're getting ready to fight you. Got it. Their bruiser's is
0: stopping. Uh, their boomstick operator is about to fire. Yeah, he is. Alan's going to throw his personal javelin at the cart that's closest like at their wheel to try to slow them down then if if it's possible to do both he'll try to like you know uh lean the, with the cart as well i know that that might, both of those things may not happen that's but.
1: fine it's a save so you can yep roll to Gotta hit boom. and roll strength for your Spicy. your save boom. and yeah, we do have a spicy boon going on. Thank you, chat, for your spicy boon. For your boon, I will give you two options. Well, I won't give I you options because do I don't want to waste. Okay, Jeb wants it. You can have it.
4: As the boomy bopper, I want to take hold of their boomstick, flip it around, and fire it into their cart. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, contest it with... Make it like a grapple. Seek so to contest with their boomy bopper. Got a 17.
3: I'm going to... Pull out Shadow Walker, but try to hide it until I've pulled it out in a form of a javelin. I'm like, yo, Shadow Walker, I need you to look very corporeal right now. No, no smoke, okay? And I'm gonna pull out this javelin and I'm just gonna aim it for the farthest cart's uh, front tire. Okay.
1: That is all the actions we have time for. So I'm going to have both of you, Allen and Fox, roll to hit the next cart. The AC of that cart is 17.
0: Allen is trying to hit the nearest cart that Jeb's on, and yes. uh, Fox is trying to hit the furthest cart. Oh, okay. Allen got an 18. Okay,
1: Allen does hit the cart Jeb's on.
3: I just want to say I rolled a 17 on the die plus mods. so... Okay, so yeah, you hit it.
1: Um, So both of you roll damage for me. Five.
3: So it won't be enough to
1: derail it, but you do hit it in the wheel. Maybe you snap off one of the scythe blades. That sounds great. So it does a little bit less scythe blade damage.
3: I like that. 17 damage.
1: You hit it really
3: good. 17
1: damage. For your boon, Fox's shadow walker attack when he hits the cart next to Jeb. That cart splinters on his <laughs> impact. Go. And the team Get is just wrecked. like sprawling forwards across the minecart or across the track in like uh, just an absolute pile of, you know, bolts and wheels and broken wood and stuff as they're like reeling and looking up at you and you know like, curse you! Can't they're curse if I can't it. hear you. Um, <laughs> Fox, you after after one round, Fox, you will feel the, you know, familiar feeling of Shadow Walker returning to your side between your your leans, right? Uh,
0: do we have enough people lean? South is leaning. Alan said afterwards, after he threw, he would lean as well. Yeah. I didn't. 15.
1: Okay, so Zoth and Owlin are able to keep this thing literally Ooh. on the rails. And Jeb, you're opposed grapple to rest control of the boomstick. I had a 17. <laughs> they had a two.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Yo.
1: <laughs> so you are successfully able to wrench it. He's like so stunned that you made that jump that it's almost like his hands are just loose on the controls. You just wrench it and spin it around and suddenly there you are in control of their boomstick facing it into their Minecraft. You are free to fire. It's a d20 to hit. You're facing it. Don't bother firing. It's pointed right into the cart. You hit. Hit
3: him with a one-liner. Hit him with a one-liner.
1: Yeah, roll 2d10 and hit him with a one-liner. 15
3: damage, and I'm
1: going to
4: say, Yo, they call me Mr. Bastic. Really fantastic. And it just... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you fire it. Into the- Can I add something to the narrative? Do it. Okay, so you say that. You fire, and you use the recoil to backflip back into your <laughs> own fire. Yeah. Uh, so you do that and it is not enough to completely destroy their craft but you firing a cannon in the forwards direction, the recoil costs them speed and you are disengaged from the scythe blades as you pull ahead of them with your foosh booster. Let's go. Um, the the broken Minecraft, it's foosh booster just like zooms up without <laughs> its teeth, like flies up towards the front of the thing. In fact, that'll be a hazard in the next one. Can line. I
4: fly towards it and grab it? Uh,
1: no, it's too like fast and erratic for that. It's Aww. not flying like straight or predictably. Um, that is cool though, but you were busy doing like a cool one.
2: Imagine an oxygen tank without its head trying to catch that. Exactly. Yeah. Easy.
1: Okay. So that brings us to the narrative of this round. Boy, a lot of things happen in this stretch <laughs> straight away. Let's see how we do here. I'm ready. I have faith in you. The pace begins accelerating as you are neck and neck with these two carts. Jeb, who's like standing on the the cannon or the the boomstick of this other cart looks up and locks eyes with its boom bopper. The boom bopper's like, what are you doing here? And Jeb just whips it out of his hands and spins it around. He readies his thumb over the button at the same time as Fox throws Shadow Walker in the form of a javelin at the cart to Jeb's right, and that cart is absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Just rustle, rubble and rustle, and falls right off the track, spilling its four riders just out into the mine shaft. They're bouncing off walls. They're doing all sorts of things. Looking up covered in dust, their booster shoots off towards the front of the the track, just weaving and dodging erratically. We come back over to the scythe blades, which get snapped off by Outland's javelin throw, which begins the process of disengaging their Minecraft From the enemy Minecraft. This process is completed when Jeb, with a wink and a reminder that I'm Mr. Boombastic, Mr. Fantastic, slams on the fire button, launches their boomstick into their own craft and backflips into his Minecraft at the same time, costing them just enough speed for you to pull ahead. You are now in what is obviously the final stretch of the race. Zothkug, Roll your perception check to see what's in this last area.
2: I got a 15, Josh.
1: All right, you got a 15. I'm going to write to Zothkug while the rest of you figure out what to do. Yo,
2: Jeb. Jeb, that was amazing, Jeb. Yo, Jeb, that was so cool, man. It was a blast. Keep up the speed, Fox. Let's go. Home stretch, baby. We're almost
3: there. Oh, I got it. That was was good. That was good, Jeb. I can smell the wingle digits. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go smell those wingle digits that we totally did. not Bet on! Don't make it weird. Okay. <laughs> Don't make it weird.
4: What
2: uh, do they smell like, man? Smell
3: like sweet victory and Key Lime Pie. we getting Key Lime Pie after this? Let's go.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, we're going
3: to have plenty of Key Lime me. Pie
0: after this. We will make sure that we are in possession of Key Lime Pie. <laughs> that was a really awkward way to put that, but I'm a down for it.
3: <laughs> but man, I sure do love this. We need to do this more
0: often, guys! I, I'm not sure if we need to do specifically this more often, but team-building exercises like this would probably I be just, very you helpful. Need to, you're ruining the moment!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to send Zothkug what he sees, and then I'm going to come back over and set the scene for all of you. So, Zothkug, your message has been sent now. As far as what you see, you are still on this straightaway. Your Fwoosh booster sputters out and you are left with no brakes at a speed of six for this remaining straightaway. Behind you, but not very far behind you, is the other cart. They're still like keeping pace with you speed wise. You're just like neck and neck, but a little bit ahead of them. You can't really see what they're doing other than maybe what Zothkug can see. The tracks leading in front of you, they seem to be going in a straight line and then you can see like it's a little bit blinding after being in the mineshaft for so long but like you can see the bright light that indicates like back into the open and the end of the of the race your 90 seconds begin right now
2: guys there's a crazy long jump up ahead please keep this speed up uh they pulled out two cyphers they're trying to do something with them i'm not sure what oh duck duck there's something in front of us um Ooh, there's a big crowd at the jump. Maybe we can uh, say a cool one-liner to get some extra cloud. All right,
0: all right. Somebody disrupt those ciphers. Alan isn't going to... He isn't going to brace, but he's going to, like, ready in action to try to, like reject anything that gets thrown their way if that makes sense like swat something
1: yeah absolutely like throw the grenade back type thing
0: <laughs> exactly exactly is
1: <laughs> gonna swat it yeah
5: okay
4: as i'm flying i have 60 feet of movement and so action and dash or movement and dash i can go 120 feet per round okay so can i use that to push us past the limit of six speed to a 7 speed.
1: <laughs> you can with a strength check with a DC uh you can roll it at advantage cuz you're flying and it's cool.
4: Could could I make it a case for arcana or constitution just to like shove my body like like cuz I'm not using muscles. I'm using magic to just flatten my body against it and push.
1: Maybe constitution. Sure. I but I would accept constitution. Like the laws of momentum are the same. So I think and your DC is sixteen.
4: I'm gonna squish myself into it, guys. Can
1: I cast
2: a spell, Josh? Uh yeah, as
1: long as you say it in five
2: seconds. Uh command on them to drop whatever the the wingle digits they're holding. Okay, on both people? Yeah. Or one person.
0: DC is sixteen.
1: Okay, but you cast it on one person? Uh yeah. Fox, does the bruiser or the boomy bopper drop their cipher?
0: Uh the boomy bopper.
1: The boomy bopper drops their cipher. Okay.
0: It's gonna be bruiser versus bruiser if he ends up Ooh. throwing that thing. The crowd's Ooh, gonna love it. A bruiser
1: fight. <laughs> Uh, at the same time, how was your constitution check? Did you succeed? I rolled a 16. Yeah. Lord. Hey, you succeeded. Good job. So they're going to roll for their action. One of them is going to drop his cypher. Um, he was holding it off the back of the cart. He just lets go, and it kind of bounces down the the mineshaft behind you and doesn't do anything. The other one takes his cypher and smashes it, the wingle digits into it, and throws it towards you owlin you can see the glow within it of a fireball beginning okay you have a dexterity check or safe to knock it out of the air before the fireball goes off i'm so bad at dexterity you can do it Uh, don't say that you can how about this because you prepared the action you can do it as an attack okay so like treat it as a melee attack where you can use
0: okay Um, you're like attacking this thing that's flying towards you all right oh shoot i i still rolled badly I got a 12. You got a 12. I'm going to use a chronal shift. Alright. And have him re-roll that. Yeah, you are. Okay, 23. Heck yes! With the clutch
3: chronal.
1: Alan, you swing at it and you feel like you miss and then almost like like you get wound back up. Like you feel the momentum mm-hmm. come back in your arm and you're like, oh, I got this. And you swing again and you hit it with a haymaker and you smack it off to the side where it detonates harmlessly against the stone wall. The fireball, I mean, you're moving so fast that like, you know, the fireball is way behind you by the time it goes off. Um, and that will lead you to the end of the jump where Jebediah is just shoving you guys forwards and he is getting you ahead of the other cart. They slam down on their lever and successfully increase their speed back up to a six, but Jeb has you going faster than a six. Oh. They can't go faster than a six. And so- We bump
2: it to an 11.
1: <laughs> you end up pulling just ahead of them as you leap out into the jump. I'm about to do the narrative. If you want to do the, uh, the one-liner, you totally can. Um, the here's, here's what happens. <clears throat> <clears throat> On three, we scream our guys. Things are heating up in the final stretch of this race. Owlin knocks a fireball out of the sky with a haymaker, knocks it off to the side where it detonates harmlessly against the wall. At the same time, behind them, looking confused, their boomy bopper hears Zothkug shout at him and just lets go of his own cypher, negating his ability to add any speed to the cart. Looking at him in absolute distress, their pilot does his best to slam the lever down, but they're already traveling at six. There's no more speed to get. At the same time, their spotter, watching, can do nothing but gape. As Jebediah slams his own body into the back of the minecart, <laughs> shoving it forwards, propelling it at unbelievable speeds the whole way up to a seven. As you leap out of the final like jump at the end of the track, you are airborne, soaring through the sky as a crowd of onlookers watch. Our guys, our guys, and, and and
0: vibes. <laughs>
1: You land on the other end of the track with a really satisfying like, metallic as the wheels slot back into the mine track. And then you immediately begin weaving left and right in a sort of predestination track to (laughs) slow you down. Uh, It brings you to a smooth and satisfying halt without taking any damage. And at the end, the crowd just slams in towards you, but nobody gets to you before Elaine Mollusk gets to you with your winnings in one hand from your own bets and with your payout oh from way! winning the race in her other hand as she rushes towards you Ooh. scoops you all into a big hug and then yeah, the crowd yeah, gathers yeah, around yeah, the newcomers everybody's all oh excited guys. to meet oh you trying to see what's oh going oh on oh he goes, you need to stow these before this crowd takes you away and she like shoves the money into your hands and is like put this somewhere safe and you do indeed have your your payout from the 200 wingle digits you put in at a ratio of 10 to 1 that's 2000 standard wingle digits Woo. and then your winnings from the race Let another 750 go. wingle digits <laughs> the crowd around you is going insane uh, not all of it is positive. There are people who bet against you. We're like, they cheated, and other people are like, everyone cheated, and it's like this whole you know back and forth argument thing about how the race was dirty. Um, and then you can see slowly pushing through the crowd, not jumping, not being crazy, nothing like that. Is uh, some kind of posse of important looking people. There are six dwarves wearing uh, Guys, steel this is it. gray armor with a sky blue logo emblazoned as the crest on the top of it and are kind of interspersed between them are a number of recognizable private security goons uh with their you know their weapons holstered at their sides moving towards you as they approach and you kind of like pull off your goggles one of them looks at you and his eyes widen and he immediately walks away from the group talking quickly into a radio uh, you don't have any time to deal with that, however, because in the center of this posse, this entourage, is Lovel, the son of the king of uh, Udral. And he walks towards you and goes, My new friends, what an outstanding performance! And from newcomers, no less. My name is Lovel. It is an honor to meet you. You performed admirably. Will you join me for a journey to visit my father the king? Hell yeah, let's go. bow at
2: him. Oh, gracious prince. Uh, We would be more than delighted to join you. I
1: picture this happening in like Zothkug as he bows, sweeps off his goggles with one hand and pulls on his hat with the other. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Zothkug Hibbub at your service, sir. Marvelous. A pleasure to meet you. And
3: who are your companions? You can address me as Fox. Very well,
0: Fox. And
3: these all introduce yourselves.
0: Uh, I am Alan Woodrier. Uh Pleasant to meet you, Alan. Will reach out a hand like for a handshake. The the,
1: lovel, the this dwarf you know royalty guy. He reaches out with a gauntleted hand and he clasps your hand so firmly that at first you think he's trying to compete, but he's actually just that buff. Nice. He just like just this really sturdy handshake, and you have to like channel a little bit of the barbarian
0: to keep up. But you do. But you have to like you know. We're both sturdy men. I understand.
1: And then he turns to Jebediah. And how about you, my? my finely hatted friend.
0: You
4: can call me Jebediah
1: Peppermint of the Peppermint Clan. Lovely to meet you, Jebediah Peppermint of the Peppermint Clan. Well, tonight you shall feast, and it shan't cost you any of your winnings. For tonight, and he turns to the whole crowd, after a match such as that, the food is on me and everyone roars with excitement the crowd goes nuts the whole tavern gets all crazy and you can see like in the distance at the door of the tavern the the barkeep that like kind of you know heavy set but like also well-built lady just like throws her head in her hands like (laughs) not again and on that note tonight's dungeons and dragons session comes to a close Thanks for joining us on tonight's episode of the Wing Badger Tavern. I'm your Game Master, Josh, and I just wanted to check in because it's been a couple weeks since we were able to upload any episodes, and I wanted to reassure you that we aren't going anywhere. We are back, and that uh, just because our real jobs got a little bit busy for a little while there doesn't mean that we are going to stop releasing podcasts. So we'll get caught up in the next couple weeks here, and then we'll be back to a regular release schedule. As always, you can catch us live on Mondays at twitch.tv wingbadgergaming. Till then, stay classy.